walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, in this art he is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host, the hardest part of the ring. We got some Ring of Honor for you today. Ring of Honor one-year anniversary from 2003. Whoo! How time has flown. Already a year into Ring of Honor, and what a journey it has been. And what perfect timing for this show. Honestly, I mean, we are, uh, as of recording this, fresh off the heels. Uh, about a week after uh, Tony Khan has announced that he now owns Ring of Honor. So uh, very, very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious as to what uh, that means, uh, given how uh, how the whole uh, thing with Impact <laughs> kind of played out. I'm, I'm a little uh, I'm a little hesitant hesitant to uh, get excited, but um, I mean it is what I mean. Where was Ring of Honor before? They were kind of. Well, not dead and buried, but they were definitely uh, fading away. So uh, anything to keep Ring of Honor in the uh, in the zeitgeist of uh, pro wrestling is OK by me. So, uh, I mean, is Ring of Honor going to be a uh, uh, like a developmental territory? Is it going to be the NXT to AEW? Is it going to be just a separate thing? Is it going to be um, is Tony Khan just going to strip it for parts? I mean, is he just going to? Is he just buying the library and is he going to use the titles is, is what's going to happen? So who knows? But um, all I know is I, I just need a, a the hit squad versus young bucks match. That, that's all I need. That's all I ask for. I am just a boy and that's all I need. Um, but what are we here to talk about? One year anniversary, 2003. Uh, the show is headlined <laughs> by a uh, <clears throat> a 10 on seven scramble match. That is correct. 17 people in one match. Uh, I'll let you guess how that went. And um, all right. Have you guessed? Okay. Uh, you're correct. It was a fucking train wreck. Um, but honestly, it wasn't as much of a train wreck as I thought of. I, I was expecting like the train just goes off the rails and off a cliff and, and threw a, a Mexican restaurant down on the ground. You know, that, that, that's what I was picturing. But it was kind of just, uh, oh, it kind of went off the rails a little bit and hit a tree. Um, <laughs> what? But anyways, uh, that is what is headlining the show. Um, we also got some really, 
really great shit uh, outside of that. Daniel, uh, we're, we're, we're how many months after that? I'm still calling him Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson versus Samoa Joe happens on this show, a, a rematch from the previous show. And uh, spoiler alert, it's a fucking banger. Um, we got an amazing triple threat to crown the uh, number one contender for the ROH title between Paul London, Loki, and AJ Styles. I mean, legitimately might be my favorite match I've watched so far in Ring of Honor. Just an am- amazing stuff. Um, the ROH title gets defended on the show as well. We get uh, another rematch between the Briscoe brothers. That's right. Mark versus Jay. Uh, Mark is finally 18, so now he can uh, be more than just the uh, the guy that yells at Jay from ringside. No, we get another match between Mark and Jay. And again, just incredible stuff. But we get a lot into it. There's a lot to get into with that. Um, oh, and we also get a uh, a riot. Allegedly. <laughs> but... Uh, I've heard apparently it's like an an, an infamous thing. Uh, This riot that happened on this show with uh, fans jumping the barricade and uh, me and my guests and delve into this and uh, why we think it's a work. I mean, why we know it's a work and uh, what tipped us off to that. But uh, regardless, it was kind of cool, but we'll get into it. Um, But yes, lots happening on this show. And uh, if you like this type of stuff, Maybe, uh, hey, were you confused when CM Punk came out to his uh, old school Ring of Honor uh, AFI music? Were you confused when CM Punk came out in shorts? Well, maybe you need to uh, maybe you need to uh, brush up on your history of Ring of Honor. And if that's the case, I got you. Go to apronbump.com, hit the episodes tab at the top. Select ROH, and that'll bring you to all of my Ring of Honor episodes that I've done thus far. And uh, from the very beginning all the way up to now, one year later. So uh, check that out. Hey, check out, by the way, while you're at ApronBump.com, as I'm plucking my asshole over here, check out these little, these little shirt gimmicks, huh? Boom. The Apron Bump. That's my podcast. That's what you're listening to. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I have a lot of ideas for designs, so keep an eye out for that. But got the logo up there, so apronbump.com. Go to uh, the store tab at the top, and that'll bring you to uh, What a Maneuver, which is uh, where this shirt is uh, is uh, created. So check that out, why don't you? Uh, lots of stuff up there. Sweatshirts, uh, reusable condoms, all of it. So go check it out. Rate, review the pot. I'm, I'm so bad at like plugging my shit. Why, why don't you give why don't you give your old boy hard a five star review, huh? Well, just just hit the review. Say, hey, this guy sucks, asshole. But give me five stars. You know what I'm saying? So, um, God, now everybody's going to fucking do that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> we got a fun one here and uh, no better guest to join me on this a Ring of Honor recap than a Charlie from the Get Show podcast. Uh, follow Charlie on Twitter at Charlie Be Bad. Follow the Get Show Podcast at Get Show Podcast on Twitter. All their info in the description. A, a great podcast. Always, always an entertaining time. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to about wrestling. Just general wrestling talk. They do fun segments. They make wrestling fun, which is uh, 
few and far between nowadays, <laughs> but go check out the Get Show podcast. Check out Charlie and all that shit. Um, yeah, let's let's just get right into it, man. Ring of Honor, one year anniversary with myself and Charlie from the Get Show podcast. The one male in the ring with the biggest boobs is the one who was under the <laughs> ring the whole fucking time. I feel like Otis doesn't really have tits because he's, he's like all girth. So it's like a ball. You know what I mean? Still bigger. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> no. And Vince didn't pay for them. <laughs> you know, they're not too weirdly far apart, you know. Yes. Are they not? Oh, like Kofi Kingston or whatever, yeah, exactly. whatever the fuck happened there? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh his his like his right tits like you know trying to walk trying to separate from his left tits like weird. <laughs> probably got a, a too many Samoa Joe chops to the chest. Speaking oh. of that, oh, I don't get it. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, actually, here, here here's the perfect way we can start this episode. All right, let's do it. All right, so here, this is what we're gonna do, and we we'll cut this out later, right? I'll be like, hey Charlie, uh, what'd you think of the show? And then you'll say it was good, and then you'll ask me what I thought of the show, and then I'll give you the punchline, right? Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, Charlie, yeah, what do you think of uh, ROH, uh, one-year anniversary, 2003? You know what? It was better than I expected. I don't know. I, 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 it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I can't, I can't fault it too much, but uh, man, how, how about you? Well, I thought it was a riot. <laughs> it was did you hear me i said i thought it was a riot <laughs> loud and clear actually <laughs> unfortunately so <laughs> oh man i don't know what to say about that like i don't know if, I, I feel like I've, I've said this in a previous episode but like that shit gave me the worst fucking like headache Dude, i couldn't it was, watch it there were so many issues with it and we'll, we'll definitely get into the details okay, of good, it when good. we get to it, but don't worry. We're, we're, we're going to dive dick first into that. But um, Oh, just like that that, that main event. Oh, God. Th- th- <laughs> dude, so I watched this show. This is like a long fucking show, Fuck by the way. Fuck that main event. I ain't going. Yeah. No, it was because it's it's uh, it's the one year anniversary, so they're obviously um, making it a big deal. They're they're out of the Murphy Rec Center, which, thank God, it, it felt like I, I I did love like the aesthetics. Oh yeah, of the uh, it was it was like kind of like a mini Hammerstein ballroom kind of deal with the balconies and stuff. But um, I mean, some classic ECW stuff because ECW used to run yeah. out there. Oh my God! Oh so, yeah, uh, for it was sure. so cool. But go ahead. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I watched the show in pieces like throughout the week, and like I was like looking at my notes like before we got on this, and I was like, what the fuck happened on this show? And then I'm reading back everything. It's like, God, there is so much that there's like a lot of ridiculousness that happens on this show. But there's a lot of good wrestling, too. So, like, overall, I mean, I'm kind of with you. It's it's better than uh, I thought it would be because I've yeah. heard from other people that, like, the main event was a shit show and it kind of was. Um, and there's like the, the riots is kind of dumb. But like there, we see how, like Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson. You had that yes. crazy triple threat, which is like an amazing match. So overall, I I, I enjoyed it, I think. And I have to say shout out to the commentary as well. This is my favorite commentary commentary performance from ROH so far. Like from from what we've seen, like you know, earlier Ring of Honor, they like they're, I'll I'll explain what I mean. Like you know, for like because like random random matches, they were like they made it for me. I was like, God, these guys are fucking hilarious. Whether they tried to or not, like you know what? Yeah. Anyway, it's just a preface of what's what we're gonna talk about. So that's interesting because I specifically 
hated the commentary on this show. It's a love hate. It was a love hate for me. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things they do well. I I love I love how they'll like like if a match happens, they kind of build on why this match is happening and like the result, like what the stakes are. I guess if there are any. Um, so they are good in some aspects, but there's like again, like we'll get into it. But yeah, but so yeah, one year anniversary, and we won't talk about because there's a lot of like flashbacks that happen in the show, like in between the matches, they'll cut to like a, a big moment. That happened in the year of 2002. Um, yeah, 2002 Ring of Honor is something, man. I mean, did any of those flashbacks stick out to you? I know you, we covered some of them. It did, it did because, like, you know, it was one of those dealios. Like, oh, I saw that. I remember that. But that's the only thing that stuck out of it. Because, like, they, they did it so dramatic where it's like a flashback had to be black and white. Like, it was fucking <laughs> 1970 yeah. or some shit. You know, it's like, like oh, Charlie Chaplin's about to bust out and, like, like hit someone with a Van Terminator. What the fuck? You know, so it's like, <laughs> like, it's like, I was like, oh, dr- the drama. We get it. It was the past. You could just say, give it a date, which they did on the bottom, but it had mm-hmm. to be black and white. I'm like, chill the fuck yeah. out, guys. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Look, baby steps, man. I mean, you, you've watched some of those early 2002 shows with the oomch, 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 like the PowerPoint intro <laughs> they packages. They did they? I guess they, had, they did. Yeah, they did a little bit. They, fuck. Well, never mind. Fuck them, I guess. Um, <laughs> like the Alex Wright dance, like music shit. Oh, but literally, literally. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, they showed like Xavier beating Loki. <laughs> Can you just do that throughout the entire show? Don't. I got you. There you go. Just in the running, running in the background. Thank you. Um, now, now that's footage I have to just use for whatever <laughs> I want now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, they, so they showed like Xavier beating Loki for the title. They showed uh, Tommy Dreamer appearing, which is a cool moment. Uh, giving Michael Shane a DDT. Yeah, that was, Lo- that was a very cool moment. Yeah, and any time <laughs> Michael Shane gets his ass kicked, it's yep. okay by me. Uh, Loki versus Amazing Red. They show the Paul London, Michael Shane street fight. The Eddie Guerrero showing up for the Night of Appreciation, which I forgot how hyped that was. By the way, we covered that show and like the main event, like it was it was like his send off before he went back to WWE and he was just kicking the shit out of everybody. It, it was hype as hell. So I did like those little flat. At first I was like ah like we, we saw this, but it's been like so long since I've seen them and everything kind of blurs together in the Murphy Rec Center. I was like oh yeah that did happen. But uh, so the show opens up with low key walking in the snow. So they, I don't know what this thing is with with 2003 Ring of Honor, but everyone loves to just get right up close to the camera when yes. they're cutting a pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always yes. be yep. Yep, ready. I'm, I'm ready for <laughs> Ring of Honor. I did so many things <laughs> throughout the years. I embody everything of Ring of Honor, which is basically kicking people for real and not understanding that it's fake. <laughs> it's, it's it's the, the only note I had of that promo is like he clearly couldn't see where he was going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he had his beanie over his eyes. Like I hate it? that shit so much. It's like, like hold on, hold on. I, was, like, I, got, I got something. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Styles. <laughs> Paul London. That's what it was to me. The, the <laughs> fuck I hate that shit. That shit bugs me. It's like, well, when was that ever cool? Like, Dude, he wasn't the only one. Like AJ Styles was doing a similar thing. Yeah, like, I don't. Like why? Why did they do like a bunch of these throughout the show too? Like AJ Styles gets there, he's in the staircase, he's like, I'm here to win the match, and then he walks away. He's like, why do we need this? It was like the most vanilla, like, like, like I've tried to think of like basic promos like promo class 101 it's like all right just tell them that, that what are you gonna do to them 
Yeah. I couldn't tell if Paul London was bad at promos or if he was just being weird Paul London, you know? <sighs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of the above oh i love like if you watch any of p like look up like youtube go on pwg and look up any paul london's promos you'll see some funny shit like when, Dude, when he yeah. wants to be when they let him be who he wants to be because he's, he's naturally a nut he's talented as hell hell but when <laughs> when you let him go on the mic he's actually fucking hilarious look it up like him and uh el generico is a really good one him and where he like makes like daniel bryan crack of oh, daniel bryan brian dance and crack I've seen over that one, yeah he's like uh exactly i, I, I was and i saw dolphins. the danger bees oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the hybrid dolphins my bad right yeah yeah he's like what is he's like this is my tag team partner brian danielson and brian's like Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like, oh my god, it's so good. And it reminds me of like you know whenever I go to shows too, like you like like let go of your inhibitions, you know, just just clap, clap, make noise, because you know like when you're in wrestling events, you're always like yeah. self conscious. You don't want to be that one guy like all hype and everyone else is kind of like chill, because you don't want a nerd to look down on you. Right, you're yeah, a yeah, sweaty, yeah. dirty nerd thinking that you're the crazy one. <laughs> and that's like, nope, we're all in this together. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. There's no hierarchies here. You should, you should go with me to an event one day. I'm the one, the first one up. Like, well, I'm probably like three tequilas in by then, but I'm always just like, fuck him up. And it's right. like just a pre-show. It's like, <laughs> dude, I would love to go to like a warrior wrestling show and just get plastered. Like that's my goal. That's that's my every month. Every month I do it at least <laughs> once. Like and like this one time I brought my coworker with me. She's really hot. She's like a tall, hot Hispanic chicken. And like you should see all the mansplaining that all the nerds oh, and the God. they all came out telling her everything about wrestling. And she would just look at him clear and be like, I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop talking to me. Like You're not meme. gonna get it. <laughs> the meme of like the girl in the club and the guys like yelling at her ear. Yes, you know, it's yes. Like, but it's like the real version of that. Oh, <laughs> Pretty God. much. You see, he's the face. Man, fuck off. Then why? You, <laughs> then why you? Why you cheering against the asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Explain me that. Anyway, sorry, I digress. No, I mean, it's better to digress than talk about easy money. <laughs> well, that's that's not easy to do. Did him? Did him? Oh! Hold on, hold on. Oh, too <laughs> <laughs> this show's already off the fucking rails. I love it. Um, which is a theme for the show, so you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, four corner survival to open up the show, which I do like. So they finally, like when I started watching ROH, like the first show I ever watched, it opened up with a four corner survival match kind of like this. And that's what, like, what sucked me in immediately was how like fun and entertaining they were. And this one was pretty good, too. You have to so see Michael Shane, Easy Money, Chad Collier and Colt Cabana. Um, so Easy Money, you familiar with this guy? Actually, yeah. I've seen some of the stuff at, uh, in, in ECW. I, yeah. if if I if I was I might have been confusing him with another guy. I think his name was uh Chris Hamrick, but one of them was a like big like a bump taker. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so I wasn't sure which one's which. I was hoping it was this guy, but even then, like I just remember Easy Money because like he had some big matches in ECW when when it was like it's waning days. But mm -hmm. other than that, not really. I mean Colt Cabana obviously, like I was like, Oh yeah, and then Michael Shane, oh Anyway, <laughs> dude, of all the people in the world, I think me and you know Michael Shane more than anybody. <laughs> it's like, I like if he's not randomly super kicking people, woman for no reason, I can't watch him. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Except for this match. Exactly. I will give it this match because this match, like, they kind of paired off. Like, you know, they, I, I, if I don't, I don't remember who and who, but it'd be, I think it'd be like Chad Collier and, uh, oh man, it's gonna drive me nuts. 
But by the way, Chad Collier, if you take, if you do a Dragon Ball fuse of Kurt Angle and Dimalenko, yes, put them together, you get Chad Collier, no fail. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but anyway, go after that fusion, zap all the charisma out of it, and then you yes! get Chad Collier. <laughs> Or just keep Dean Malenko's, I guess. <laughs> yes, there you go. Well, that's sad. When you put Dean Malenko's charisma and Kurt Angle's charisma, you get this fucker. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just a, a anyway, ruined yeah, product. Yeah, like Chad Collier and Easy Money did some like good chain wrestling. They would tag out, and then Colt Cabana and Shane mm-hmm. did some awesome chain wrestling back and forth. And I was just like, some I can't. This is some good shit. Yeah. No, it was fun. I mean, we're kind of shitting on them, you know, because yeah. it's fun. But it, yeah. it was a good match. I mean, everybody kind of showed out, had their spots. Like you said, they paired off. As always, in the beginning, it's always like you take turns and then it breaks down eventually. Um, but yeah, Easy Money was the one that stuck out to me for sure. He's like kind of like a beefed up Hangman Page in okay, a lot yeah. of ways. And yeah. not just because he has almost the exact same moveset. But, <laughs> um, but actually, you know what? One thing I hated, by the way, about What's this it? match. Why does Easy Money have to have a name for all of his moves? That, that shit drives me crazy. Even to this day. Because well, his name's Easy Money, right? I guess. His it. name's Easy Money. Everybody? Ready? Here's here's some of his moves. So he all has right. the uh he has the uh, the uh, the money in the bank, which is the dead eye, basically. He has the uh the money clip, which is the buckshot lariat, and he has the cha-ching. Ugh. Which is a uh, X-Plex that actually gives him the win in this match. So, uh, yeah, lots of good good move. Did I miss any? Uh, the money shot. The money shot. <laughs> if, if that's not a part of his arsenal, then... <laughs> it's just an eye poke. It. Yeah. <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> God damn it. That's genius, actually. Uh, but uh, like one thing I remember taking note of was like Chad Collier. Of course, he had a one of his moves with the was the Texas Cloverleaf. Yeah, I was like, God damn it! Can you be you know, more Dean Malenko? It's like with so the he was boots? trained. He was trained by Dean Malenko, actually. Oh, okay, all right. So, but still, like, do you have to be so on the nose, Dean Malenko? Yeah, <laughs> do like a I don't know a Boston Crab, like something kind of similar, but yeah. I don't know. No matter what you do in the match. Do not change the expression on your face. <laughs> you don't want it. It's a poker face. Yeah. I mean, he got he had that down. He had that down. <laughs> yeah, you know, Colt Cabana's in there. He, he does this like really impressive, like double double underhook spinning drivers. I don't know what he calls it, but <sighs> yeah, young Colt Cabana is something to see for sure. Yep, definitely. He was he was just like when you look at young Colt Cabana, you could like you had to think to yourself, man, this guy's got you know he's got to be a standout. He's gonna be something big's gonna happen. And then of course I think WWE signed him and turned him to Scotty Goldman. And then mm-hmm. yeah, he has a good run in Ring of Honor before then though, and it's it's yeah, interesting oh, yeah. to see like the like the foundations being built because he's still like fairly serious at this. Yeah. He's not boom boom Colt Cabana yet, yeah. but his his uh his rivalry with Homicide in Ring of Honor like fast forward. Watch mm-hmm. it if we ever get the chance. That's one of my favorite rivalries of all time, independent wrestling. Really? Anyway, I you, just 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 watch it for yourself. You're like even with me just saying that, I'm confident you'd be like, "This is fucking awesome." No, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting to it eventually. So I don't recall the year, but there's like like just just so you know, there's a lot of gang warfare and Drano mm-hmm. drinking and and no rules matches and Drano you know, like, drinking. That sounds far <laughs> for the so, course. <laughs> You'll see for yourselves. Anyway. I, Anyways, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, fun match. You know, we've, fun, we've, fun. 
we've said. Any other spots stick out to you that we haven't mentioned? Uh, I'm always one of those nitpickers who watch, like, look, I always look for details. And the only thing that bugs me is that, like, why are they even tagging each other in and out when anybody could be pinned at any time? Yeah. Like, what's the point of it? It's like, all right, you got to pin, you got to stay in the, t- like, are you, you're, I don't care if you're legal or not. You, you could get pinned at any time, but just please stay on the apron. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, I can, I can even understand if you, like, want to stand on the apron to, like, avoid being a part of it but like yeah like you said why are you tagging like the yes. tagging doesn't do anything <laughs> exactly but i mean i mean okay fine kayfabe you get a break or some shit like that but it's other than yeah. that it's like this doesn't make it make a sense just beat the shit out of somebody but i i will give i'll hand it to them that they didn't make it into a tag match people were tagging anybody yes yeah they were yeah, tagging yeah. anyone so it's so that was good that was a good deal like you know, it wasn't like a cheap way of like booking a four-way by making it into a tag match mm-hmm. so good good shit yeah and it's i mean honestly it's designed just to be a fun spot yeah to exactly. get the crowd hot so it's not even worth looking too much into the logic i guess but yeah um, <laughs> shout out uh sandman versus a uh, cactus jack or something yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> why is he even pitting him <laughs> yeah god they didn't even know i don't know but um but yeah so easy money like i said he wins with the cha-ching <laughs> fucking a suplex slam basically and uh and one one more thing I'll shout out about this match sure. is the, uh, the the shitty ass yoga mat that's on the outside on the concrete because oh. <laughs> so it's it's surrounded by concrete but you have this little like small mat on like one side of the ring I think it was you, like but you didn't see that simply left just right out she's like oh that's where I left it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah that comes into play later that yeah because everyone's doing dives like onto that specific part of the <laughs> except like one I think Paul London just says fuck it and moonsaults on the concrete but. <laughs> But yeah, so we have uh, after that a six man tag match, the Carnage Crew, which is a team of DeVito, Loke and Masada versus the Texas Wrestling Academy, which is Don Juan, Fast Eddie and Hot Stuff Hernandez. And you have a Rudy Boy Gonzalez out there with him, one of the trainers. And uh, I looked at this match on the card and I was looking at that, that second team and I was like, OK, <laughs> Don Juan is the guy that looks like Charlie. Got it. Fuck off. Uh, the fast Eddie is the blind one, and I see hot stuff Hernandez. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Like, it sounds like a goober ass name. Like, it's gonna be some <laughs> tiny Mexican midget. Like, it's just gonna run out there. Hot stuff Hernandez, and then no, out- another Don Juan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just Don Juan going under the ring and changing outfits. Yeah. Then out comes fucking Hernandez, like yep. that Hernandez from yep. uh, LAX, and uh, is he? He's somewhere now, isn't he? Is he like in? triple a or something i don't know he kind of pops in and out everywhere he's in lucha underground he's been everywhere he works with he works at sapphires with uh disco inferno uh yes checks that checks (laughs) i go there it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) seems like your speed yo (laughs) but uh, yeah hot stuff fernandez out here looking beefy i mean not i mean i guess because the rest of the guys in this match I, i guess the carnage crew guys are decently sized but you got, you know, Charlie and Blind Eddie out there kind of dwarfed by Hernandez. So that's the sucky part. How was Charlie the worst guy when you got a blind guy in the match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fast Eddie, man. He was looking good. He was good. I, yeah. I don't know. If, did we talk about him in one of our previous ROH shows? No, no, maybe it was somebody else. You cheating yeah, on yeah. me. But uh, yeah, you're just probably <laughs> somebody else. But I, I, it was just amazing because like the commentary was just flat out saying he can't illegally drive himself to the arena. Yeah, right. He's sitting there like doing like moonsaults and doing all this crazy shit. And like, you know, if I was in the ring with this guy, I'd be like, oh man, he can't see. Like, he literally. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay, keep five feet apart from him. Yeah, that's exactly. 
It's like, um, I'll do the work. You know, just you take the heat. Don't worry about it. I don't yeah. want this insecurity because you may need me in the fucking nose. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah, I wonder what happened to him. He probably fucked up. It's probably he had to fuck up at some point and just died or something. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, I never heard of him again, but. Hopefully he's not dead. I feel like yeah. an asshole, but no, know. yeah, he's. I'm sh- sorry. Yeah, fuck him, actually. Um, <laughs> but- Rest in piss. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this match is. What are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> Rest in piss. <laughs> no, can you do it one more time? <laughs> oh, fuck off. There we go. <laughs> All right, so we have. Don't take drinks every time he he rim shots me. (laughs) I don't know how to use this thing, Um, but yeah. So Hernandez just shitting on everybody. He does like a dominator DDT kind of deal on one of the guys. Uh, Fast Eddie, like you said, he's just flying all over the place. He does like a springboard acai moonsault to the outside, but uh, well, he does this, but he lands right into a hubcap shot from uh, I believe it was Loke, one of the guys. Uh, so that gets it's a DQ, which it, it's, it, I'm not clear if there's DQs or not in Ring of Honor because later they suggest that there's not DQs in Ring of Honor, but here there's a DQ. Oh, that's the whole thing. But so yeah, the the carnage. I think when crew, you violate the code of honor, then you're DQ'd. Mm, so is like, this okay? I see. So yeah. later it was a grudge match, maybe. So yeah, it's a yeah, blood it was, feud. So they, it's yeah, exactly. There it is. We're figuring it out. Uh, so yeah, hubcaps for everybody. Carnage crew gets themselves disqualified. They don't really care about wins and losses. They just care about carnage. So uh, <laughs> everybody's getting smashed with hubcaps. Uh, Blind Eddie gets spike pile driven from the second rope, which looked brutal. Uh, Rudy Boy Gonzalez gets in there to defend his students, but he gets a chair shot from HC because So fuck <laughs> you, Rudy Boy, I guess. But to make the save... YMCA village people on the sound speakers and uh, out comes Mace and Buffy, the original members of the Christopher Street Connection, because they've they've gone some evolutions throughout 2002. I think uh, Buffy left to deal with some personal stuff and then they brought in like somebody else and then they had the Japanese pool boy at some point. It was a whole (laughs) weird thing. Um, And it sounds like if if somebody's like tuning into this for the first time, it's like Japanese pool boys. He's just joking. Nope. It was a guy in a gib outfit called the Japanese pool boy. Um, That's what's up. (laughs) So a huge pop for the Christopher Street connection, which is hilarious because they were the first guys ever. Fun fact to come out, so to speak, uh, through through the curtain (laughs) live feed, so to speak. (laughs) Chatterbait. But so they come out through the curtain. They're the first ones that ever do, right? Come out through the curtain. They're gay. And they, uh, <laughs> so they've, they've like built like a cult following over the, the year, I guess, in Ring of Honor. Everybody loves them. And uh, so, so we have the Carnage crew beating up Blind Eddie and Charlie and Hernandez. Christopher Street Connection comes out. And uh, can, you, can you run down what happens here? Do you remember? If you remember? All right, so all I remember was the Carnage crew being the shit out of you know TWA or whatever, which like which yeah. which I got a kick out of because in the bottom of the screen there's a graphic that says your winners TWA as the Carnage <laughs> crew is being the living daylights out of just are they though? <laughs> it was like, exactly. I was like, your winner. These guys right. are getting destroyed. <laughs> oh, all I know was to to shout out the the uh, the announcers. The queens are back in Queens. Oh. Uh. <laughs> 
Well, okay. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, you know that that's a good line. No, that's what they did. But like, I was just like, all right, whatever. These these commentators need to, like they, they need to chill. But mm-hmm. yeah, there was a moment where one of the Christopher Street dudes did a Bronco Buster on Devito, but he grinded his balls into Devito's face. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like that was Devito's first rodeo, but that's I digress. <laughs> um, and then and then as this was happening, Masada was laying face down on Devito's dick. Right, and then yes. as this was happening, HC Lo no no after the after after this whole uh, sexual assault happened, uh, they they carry HC Lo as if um, they're basically like s- s- fucking him, mm-hmm. and then he lay- he lays him down and does the gay basher on HC Lo. Right, and as I say this out loud, I'm hoping nobody hears me out of context. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna cut that up however I want. <laughs> It's like that guy, that guy in the apartment over there is watching some gay porno, and he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like narrating everything that's going on. <laughs> you, you forgot though the the confetti, the the, the oh. rainbow confetti poppers. How could I? Which because uh, yeah, they like they, like that's the first thing they do is they get in the ring. Carnage crew tries to attack them, they miss, and then they like, and one of them, <laughs> so one of them, one of them goes out, but the other guy, I think it's uh, Buffy or one of them. His poppers don't go off right away. So what happens is he's like ready to pop, right? He's ready to pop, but it doesn't. But the carnage, I think it's DeVito's in front of him. He's like expecting it. So he can't attack him. So he's like, there's this awkward moment where they're just facing each other, waiting for him to waiting for him to pop. So I'm just trying to create a lot of gifs. But that's what I'm but, saying. I, I bet you <laughs> if this episode has your most views on YouTube, you know what type of people will listen to your show. <laughs> I will look. Might as well rewind that. It. Rewind that real quick. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what the people want. I'm just looking at the analytics. More popping. Oh, hello. Hello. Might be the first nipple on this show ever. I said some puppies. Puppies. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Don Juan, you dumb fuck. I have a name. Yeah, there you go. They'll call him handsome. Uh, wait, who's the handsome one? Oh, what? no, wait. No, because there's another guy who's like handsome something that also looked like you. No, <laughs> no, no. It was like no Eddie Guapo, Eddie Guapo, because Guapo's handsome in Spanish. There it is, there it is. Anyone like vaguely Asian, I'm like, oh, it's Charlie. But um, <laughs> fucker. <yeah. laughs> so like, it's just amazing. Like these two guys, like, the the shape of these two Christopher Street, like I can't. They look like two poop, mo- poop emojis, right? They're shaped like two poop emojis. I didn't. I, mean, I need to go look at the tape. Look at the tape. It's like they're. It's like two militia men who are like dark. It's like <laughs> the. We- <laughs> How dare you? They're chiseled. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, I don't know. I can't shit on these guys anymore because they look like it. Because they love it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but anyways, they uh, they kiss. The crowd goes. Oh, oh yeah. And then we move on to the next match. That was pretty awkward because you know their 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 faces, and you know the fans are cheering their asses off. But when they're watching these guys kiss, they're like, ah, ah. "Oh, get out of here!" <laughs> you see one of these guys like who's liking this too much. There's got to be one guy in the crowd who's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Now touch his junk." That's what happens. All this pent up energy in, in the downstairs regions. Why they jump the barricade later? But we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. But first, we have a little. Uh, Brother on brother violence. So we got Mark Briscoe versus Jay Briscoe. So uh, before this match, they show the uh, the highlights from their previous match at Honor Invades Boston, 
which to this point where we're at, that's probably one of my favorite matches thus far from Ring of Honor. And um, so Mark Mark Briscoe's finally 18. So now he can finally wrestle. And I think he goes on a team with Jay after this show and finally have that Briscoe's tag team that we all know that's still going today. Um, but uh, so there's this whole thing before this match. Mark Briscoe and Jay, they had like tension between them. Mark was pissed that Jay was losing. Mark joined the prophecy, turning heel and turning on his brother. It was a whole thing. Like he, he like yelled at his parents ringside. So Mark was a dickhead. But I guess in real life, uh, Mark lost one of his friends in a car accident a couple like soon before this show. So they were like, ah, you know what? I'll just throw that out the window. And they pretty much attributed that to his attitude change. So now Mark and Bray or Mark and Mark and Bray. Mark and Jay are good, but this is just kind of a like a brother, like friendly sibling rivalry kind of match. Um, so I, I do. I was watching this match. It was a really good match. I think I might have liked the previous one a little bit better, but uh, I don't know. What, what were your overall thoughts on it? I guess. Um, I love this match. I actually, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's on par, if not better. So I'm on the opposite opposite side of coin with you on That's this fair. one because it's like it was just. I don't know. They're like it was just just the same thing, but they were just they're just it seemed more brutal to me. They were just beating the living shit out of each other. Maybe it's because yeah. I liked the, the 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 result more. But I yeah. mean, yeah, maybe that's why I liked it more. But like, I I like the touch in the beginning of the match where uh like it was like chain wrestling, chain wrestling, and then they're these two are incredible at it. It's like it's like poetry mm-hmm. in motion with these guys. It's obviously, they've probably wrestled like train with each other, so you could see it. It comes out in the in the in the uh, actual performance. So anyway, right. these guys going back and forth, back and forth, and then like Jay breaks the ice when he starts striking in the beginning of the match. He's just popping Mark in the face, and it's like, yeah. and I love this touch where like Jay hits him so hard and knocks Mark out, and like and like the ref is like, oh shit, is this really supposed to happen? And the Mark's like, and the the ref is like, watch, looking over Mark, and then like Jay is like stops his attack, and he was like, you know, what? I should check on him anyway. Checks on him, and Mark Mark throws an ankle pick. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you fucker. Like, even <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, man. I fell for it, too. And like, that's yeah. what I want to be. I want to be a Mark. I want to be into this. And I was like, I was like, Mark, you fucker. You, you. And it's like this whole sibling rival thing. Because like, because like, I've been there with like, you know, my cousin where I'll pretend I'm hurt. And I'll get up and like whoop his, whoop his ass. You know, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you can relate. But that was, you know, just just the whole brother dynamic just adds a story instantly to the match. And you just can't help but be it like be invested in the match because there's a story there's something going on so i, I love sure. this match all along yeah and like you said it started out with like all the chain wrestling which is great yes. but that kind of added it had an element of like okay this is just friendly competition yeah but then you have the like you said with mark he plays possum and just you know clips jay with it and it's like okay no we're we're trying to win this is gonna like add an element of brutality to the match and then they went out to the outside and it looked like a damn shoot fist fight they had on the outside mm-hmm. oh yes if I was at like was. ringside, I was like, they're, they're fucking hitting each other. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I think they like, were. You know, Loki was in the back. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is good match. See that? <laughs> they're not a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Can't see though. Yeah, but, right. uh, <laughs> then you have like guys springboarding to the outside. Mm. Uh, I think Jay. Oh no, no, Mark. He lays out Jay on the outside, and it does a moonsault from the top to the outside like on the floor onto Jay, which is brutal. Um, Inside of the ring, Mark sets up Jay on the top rope and does like a springboard ace crusher from the top, which looks pretty. Uh, He tries to do this a second time later in the match, but Jay counters into his own ace crusher. So 
good element of story there, uh, learning from his mistakes. Uh, Mark ends up hitting the J driller onto uh, Jay, taking his move, but only gets a two count. But then ultimately, Mark Briscoe, he goes for a moonsault to follow up on this, but misses. And then Jay hits his J driller because he's the expert of this move. And he keeps his arms locked and then hits two more. So it's like a three amigos kind of deal, but with uh, Tiger pile drivers, which is insane. And uh, that gives Jay Briscoe the win. And then you have uh, so they shake hands. There's like a shot of their parents in the crowd watching. So it was a cool moment and it's a cool uh, pretty much preparing them to be uh, one of the most legendary tag teams of all time after this. So I, I loved it. Me too. I, I love it. Like every part of this match I just loved. Um, the only I'm the only nitpicky I'm gonna be again is that uh these guys have some selling issues because like you you could tell like when they know there's another big move that's gonna come up they'll they'll get right back up and they oh, just yeah. go up for that slam and like I think Mark was guilty of it a few times where Jay would just hit him with like an insane like suplex and Mark would just pop right back up just to take another one <laughs> like, fighting spirit <laughs> it wasn't as cool as the Japanese like ah you know like like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> like like it wasn't as cool as how the Japanese do it because like you know it, it wasn't on purpose because like, at least the Japanese they sell it as a fighting spirit whereas Mark just got right back up like all right pick me up and throw me down again but. <laughs> But I mean, besides that, same thing. The uh, the three J drillers, great touch. And the my favorite thing was like I don't even know if it was on purpose, but when, like like what you alluded to, the parents were in the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And like the dad was ecstatic, or the mom was sad. You know, she's like kind of like she, she, you know, she's yeah. of course like worried before her kids. While the dad's like, yeah, whoop his ass. You know, like, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I was like, you know what? I want to see more of these two go at it. But hey. One of my favorite tag teams of all time, if not the eh, top top five, top three in my book. I can't decide. Yeah, for I'll sure. i make a list one day. But I, mean, I love these guys. Just based off longevity alone and yes. the quality throughout that longevity, yes. I mean, they're just as good as t- today. But I mean, they're better today than they were here, for sure. So, And and I think you, you saw in one of my tweets where I was just clearly saying that these guys can technical. They can do like they can do brawling and then they could do promos and like yes. no matter what your eyes just draw to them and they're a walking gimmick and it's like how do you not sell them like are they like like america's most wanted or some shit like why won't like like big companies touch these guys you know they're uh what was it no there's like a phrase like not aesthetically pleasing to the eyes or something yes. <laughs> at least they weren't like joy or i me too you know it's like oh yeah you know he, he tried no. touching me thank yeah. god <laughs> but yeah like, like, yeah the, the promos, the you know, toothless Mark and dreaded yeah. Jay. I mean, they're they're so unique and so good at everything, so believable. It's uh, man. But you know, even if they don't get signed to like AEW or WWE, they've they've had a great career. Yeah. Regardless, GCW Tag Team Champions, the Briscoes. So. All right. right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, no, they lost, right? Didn't they? Didn't they lose? The I can't keep. I can't keep a track with GCW. I, I, it all kind of blurred together the last yeah, half of the show. Like I'm trying to think of like who's their champ right now. I, was it? Is it Moxley? Yes. Yes. Um, what does he I win? Guess. Like a like a like a hubcap? <laughs> I think it's what the title's made of. Actually, yeah. That, I'm kind of I'm like half joking about that. That seems like some shit they would do. I that's me too. I actually like meet some GCW, but I I know what you mean. <laughs> but speaking of uh, hubcaps, mm-hmm. whenever when when you say hubcaps, you automatically think of Boogaloo, right? The uh, the former tag team partner of Homicide, who Homicide, who is in this next match against Steve Carino. So, uh, so Carino versus Homicide here. So the backstory here, Homicide and Carino, they were tagging together a few months ago. And there was a situation where uh, Homicide, he accidentally forearmed Carino in the match and it cost them the match. 
so after the match, uh, hot or Madman Carino forearm homicide either way. Uh, but there was hostility between those two coming out of that match. And later in the show, homicide, uh, stabbed Carino in the eye with a fork. So, uh, obviously Carino wasn't a big fan of that. So a few months later, uh, homicide was set to be in a main event match, but Carino attacked him before the match with a fork, stabbing him in the face and then took his spot in the main event. So there's a lot of, uh, it's a big grudge between these two. And uh, so that's that's kind of where we're at here. And now we have a grudge match here at the one-year anniversary. And uh, so there's a few layers to this. So Carino's also building a faction, which is unnamed. I don't know if he eventually has a name for it or what, but um, just Carino's crew, whatever. Yeah. Um, and at this point, it's just Simply Luscious, who he yanked from the prophecy, and uh, Samoa Joe, who he also got from the prophecy, and uh, so we've got Luscious and Joe coming out with Carino. Joe out there with a quarter zip looking deadly and handsome. And uh, and Carino grabs a mic, which the comment is kind of one of the things that commentary drove me crazy about. Gabe, Gabe Sapolsky, Chris Lovey. He's like, oh, I don't see any mic work on the format for this show. Yeah, that was, was pretty like, ridiculous. Was, come on, man. But they're supposed to be like rogue, like renegades, I guess. So I, I get it. But um, <laughs> Carino's like, He's cutting a promo. He's doing a Steve Carino thing and he's yelling at the crowd. He's like, no crackhead in here has the balls to shut me up. And like throughout the match, you have like Samoa Joe just jaw jacking with everybody. He's like, shut the like, get the fuck. Yeah, why don't you go over here? I'll fuck you up kind of deal like all throughout the match. And uh, obviously it leads to something later. But uh, before the match, I should say Carino introduces the new newest member of his faction, Michael Shane, who doggy that, that's ace in the ace in the sleeve, right? Ace in, ace in the asshole. What's, what's the phrase? Yeah, that's yeah. The, I think that's clearly what it is. Ace in the asshole. Ace Let me look, look up. I think I saw it on an episode about to touch by an angel. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, man, <clears throat> Michael Shane, that's like you can't get better than that. Well, you got an egg on your face if you think that because Carino announces another member of his faction C.W. Ander- <laughs> <C.W>. Anderson. <laughs> How intimidating is this? It looks like you have cerebral palsy when you do that. <laughs> but uh, so we not, so this, to sum up, so it's Steve Carino, Simply Luscious, Samoa Joe, Michael Shane, C.W. Anderson is all this this faction here. And he's got homicide out there by himself. Well, kind of by himself. But in his words, he says he has the whole city of New York City behind him. So uh, homicide has a, lots of uh, he's not homeless scared. He, yes. Homeless people, <laughs> <laughs> crackheads, etc. So homicide, he cracks Carino in the head with the mic and the match gets underway. Um, the match, I mean, it, it is what it is. The match really isn't the story, honestly, of what happens here. Yeah. Um, Carino kind of dominates throughout most of it. Um, that all kind of starts when uh so Homicide, he hits Carino in the head with a chair on the outside, which I guess there's no TQs in this match because it's a blood feud, so there's no code of honor. Um, Homicide hits Carino in the head with a chair. Then Homicide sets up the chair and sits Carino on it. And then Homicide goes for his you know, suicide flipping tope, but he misses and goes through the chair, which looks pretty sick. Loved it. At this point, Carino just does like a variety of moves like Northern Lights bombs, neck breakers. But Homicide keeps kicking out. But eventually Carino locks in a Cobra clutch 
and uh, Homicide, his hand goes up once, twice. And then the third time, I do like the drama of this. Like his hand, normally you'll see it like pop up or it'll go like straight down. But Homicide's hand goes up for the third time and it comes down. And he's like, oh, I'm going to bring it up. And then it falls. So then Homicide passes out. Carino gets the win here. Um, and then we have some hullabaloo afterwards, but thus far, what'd you, what'd you make boogaloo, of this? Some, some boogaloo happening after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was, I was just too distracted during this match. Same thing. It was just like, like you were saying, like it became after the because like Steve Carino paraded out like the most like unintimidating group of people to ever join his faction. I was waiting for special K to come out. You know, like, just, you know, like, you know, like with me and the revolution, you know. It's yes. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, so I was, it was distracting. Like same thing. You see, all you paid attention to really was the, uh, was the jaw jacking with the wrestlers on the side and the crowd. And like one thing that um, I'll take note it was a good and a bad was like I I love the fact that even though Carino's group is like a big time heel faction, they respect the code of honor. You know what I mean? It's which is really it's really cool yeah. because it's like sort of like hey you, you know they're putting over the fact that the code of honor matters you know so they're really like we're not going to interfere even though we have like nine people out here you know right but but what what put me off was was uh, Samoa Joe he was trying to put it over but he goes you're lucky this is Ring of Honor he goes I'll fuck you up that's you're what lucky he said this, yeah yeah I'll, you're lucky it's Ring of Honor you know I'm sitting there like that's so unintimidating you don't even understand and he's and like and like you were making fun of his clothes like he was wearing that uh, necklace that like 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 preteens who just go through like puberty wear to like try to like like you know puka what I mean? shells the, yeah those, those fucking shells and i was mm-hmm. like sitting there like all right i guess it was part of the times all right you get it but um yeah. yeah the only part of the match that i i was gonna say was the the bump where where homicide goes right through that chair and then that nice touch of like you know of uh homicide just teasing that he's gonna he's gonna get out of his hold and just passes out mm-hmm. the match was there and then and then you you said everything I want to say already. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, like I said, yeah, because the match itself isn't the story here. But yeah, yeah that's a good point about the code of honor because that's kind of an underlying story of, of all of this is uh, Carino's faction versus the prophecy, mm-hmm. and the prophecy are there. They don't respect the code of honor at all. They're very much like WWE sports entertainment. Like we'll do whatever it takes. We'll interfere in matches. We'll do ref bumps, all that stuff. And then you have the antithesis of that in Carino, who's like we respect it. But their heels too, which is kind of a weird dynamic, yep. but it's, it is kind of fun. Yeah. But like you said, when it's Joe, Joe's like, "Yeah, you're lucky. I respect the rules. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. I would really give you a give you a knuckle sandwich here." <laughs> so, so whoever he's talking to, I forget what it was. Maybe a fan. They'd be like, "Well, all right, come yeah. get me." It's <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> "Let's go." He's well, like, "What's the Ring of Honor? I can't do it. I can't hit you." <laughs> PWG is fine. Ring yeah. of Honor? No, no, no. <laughs> If this was GCW, I would have already stabbed you with something. <laughs> but the, like you know, to to go back to what you were saying earlier with the whole fork dealio, only in wrestling where you can have like a storyline of two guys with forks going after each other. <laughs> <laughs> Any other blood feud of two guys who want to, it's like yeah, I got this gat. I got you know, I'm, I'm ready for this guy. I'm gonna bring a baseball bat. And but you're going looking through your your uh, looking through your cabinet to see if you have any clean forks to, to stab somebody <laughs> with. <laughs> is, there, is there any dishwasher? Yeah, I'll bring this to the show. <laughs> this one right here. It's good. Like, don't lose that one. We need that for tonight. We're, nah. we're having we're, we're having fettuccine. <laughs> oh, you think they just use them like afterwards? They just bring it in. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> okay. But um, so yeah. So after the match, so the bell rings. So now the code of honor is no longer uh, applicable. Yep. So therefore, you can fight with the crowd. Yep. And then all hell breaks loose. So um, I don't even know what exactly. Well, I guess. 
So after the match, Carino locks in the Cobra Clutch again, and they're just beaten down on Homicide after the fact. And they're still like everybody's yell, all of his crews yelling at the crowd. And uh, eventually people just start hopping the barricade and rush the ring and everybody just starts fighting everybody. So uh, the uh, riots happen, which apparently is a fan. I've, I've never seen this or I've, I've heard people vaguely mention it. What do you know? I mean, I'm assuming it's like a sh- uh, not a real thing. Yeah, it was definitely or, or a work. Is it? Yeah, so it was a work because, well, the main thing that uh, that cl- that clued me off. And it was the only thing actually was that uh, of Rottweiler's fame. Do you know who the, the, the faction of the Rottweilers? No. Okay, so it's later on in Ring of Honor. It became popular okay. later on. Julius Smokes was the guy who was uh, egging on. You know, okay. Egging, yes, it was Julius Smokes in the back the whole time. So when I saw Julius Smokes, I was like, all right, here we go. Something's going to happen. Yeah, so that's yeah. what it was. So that's how you know it was at work because, like, same thing. They just happened to have these humongous motherfuckers with them. And, like, but it was still beautifully done because if you watch yeah. it again, if you, like, they showed, like, 900 replays. And every Ugh. replay, which, which, how do you put over that this is a riot and, you, and you're going to put replays like, hey, our security is this bad. Hey, yeah. riots happen in our company. Just watch. It was a horrible thing that happened, <laughs> but we got 900 replays in 500 different angles so you to see it. But so like the the when they rushed the ring, it looked really nice because it was it just looked like a storm of people like going through. But mm-hmm. in the end, like it was just kind of annoying because it, like it what annoyed me about it, it's like what if there were some idiot fans who thought it was real and wanted to get in on this? Yeah, you know I mean? might have been because there, there was be. one there, there was one part yeah. of it. Where I think it was Buffy from the Christopher Street connection. Yes. It looked like he yes. actually clocked somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah, like hundred percent. Like there, there was, but then you could see who the guys that they were focusing on were. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then like, and then the other wrestlers came out for like probably the the other riffraff, like you know the other idiots who came out. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and same thing. If I had a couple of Don Julios, I may have jumped the ring because I knew it's Ring of Honor, so I would have gone after Samoa Joe. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, <laughs> he just stands there. Yeah, he just gets like sit there, like like oh, this, in a sweater. But it's, but it's Ring of Honor, though. Oh, you know, oh, oh <laughs> but, nerds. But, yeah, so that's the only thing that that clued me off that it was like uh, because it was well done. It was very chaotic. But the other thing that mm-hmm. clued me off that it was a work is because what show will go on the next? Like, <laughs> all right, anything. Anyway, yeah, things yeah, are good, sure. cool, whatever. Like, show must go on. Right, you, yeah. You'd stop that show in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, they placed it because the intermission happens after, and they always have an intermission halfway through. So it's like, oh, lucky, lucky us, it happens right oh. before the intermission. So after you're done cleaning off your blood, there's some nachos over there <laughs> with, with jalapenos for for yeah. two fifty. Ooh, hello. <laughs> That's probably what they said. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, there there were a few things that like hinted that it was a work. Um, yeah. First of all, it's like twenty percent of the crowd that really is involved and everyone else yeah. is just watching like what the hell is happening here yes. um but it did i did like it it felt different especially Me like too. putting yourself in the beginning of 2003 you didn't really see this kind of stuff in mainstream wrestling it's kind of a uh like almost a precursor to like <laughs> like retribution or something like that this yeah. is like what retribution thought they were yeah um like nexus like just people causing havoc or like an impact you have the ring of honor crew kind of doing the same similar kind of deal but um one thing <laughs> That I noted here is that commentary would not shut the fuck up during all of this. Oh my god, they're like doing the play by play of this riot. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, homicide. That's this one fan, the big guy on the smotos. He's punching the other one. Like, oh god, like enough. Then it's like bad. they have like Rob. Fe- I think it's Rob, Rob Feinstein, right? The one that Feinstein. was in the gray shirt, Feinstein. Feinstein. Feinstein yeah. 
some Jew Mr. is out there <laughs> and uh, <laughs> our buddy Abraham up there. <laughs> so, like I think I think it's Michael Shane is out there. He's like yelling at Rob Feinstein, like you yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> and then like Homicide and Hit Squad are yelling at uh, Gabe Sapolsky. My favorite part was when Gabe. Like there's people fighting, and then Gabe just comes into frame, like, "Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> Screechy voice. What a pussy. Are you are you a basketball fan? I I hoop every now and then. Oh, uh, but do you do you really do you watch or? Not a lot uh, currently. No. I was, well, it's not current, but it was. It's just remind me of uh. Or after you said that, the the famous fight I think it was Alonzo Mourning and someone else, where like Stan Van Gundy had to stop the fight, so he climbed. He's like hanging on his ankles, like no, don't <laughs> fight, stop it, no. But <laughs> I'll look it up. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm fucking up the names, but I know it's it was definitely uh it was Jeff Van Gundy, excuse me. Anyway, so okay. anybody who knows about this is watching this can call me out on Twitter. Remember, when, I'm at I'm at Get Your Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get all the angry fan mail. Oh God. <laughs> Bring it, bring it. <laughs> but actually, so the, what might have triggered this is uh, somebody had a uh, like I think it was Michael Shane or Samoa Joe. They had a Yankees jersey, and they were like running, like flossing their assholes and that stomping on it. Michael yeah. Shane, oh yeah. that was good shit. And he has no Samoa Joe then stomped on it, and he was yep. doing like this little dance on yep. it, which is fun. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of chaos. And like you said, they replayed it at least three times. Yeah, and it was a good fifteen minutes allotted to showing this riot. So. Um, like, but again, it was fun. It felt different. And yeah. are you, so you're saying it was wrestlers in it. So does it lead to like a match out of this? It leads to a faction forming, but you'll see. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. But, uh, the, uh, and there, and just another thing commentary did throughout the show. They're already calling it the infamous riot, yep. which yep. if, if you're watching this on DVD, like you're, you're just now seeing it. So how is it already infamous? But it's like, what? anyways, I digress, but Christopher Daniels is here yes. cutting a probably well, actually he's not here. He's he's completely not here. I think he's in Japan or something, um, but he's eating curry. It's funny because it's ironic and goofy. <laughs> Do you not like curry, man? I it's not. That I don't like curry, man. I just didn't like how it's like that all elite humor being yeah. the elite humor. You know, it's like, it's funny because it's goofy. You don't expect it. And I'm not good at dancing, so I'm going to dance. You know, it's like. He's spicy. He's <laughs> anyway, what's this theme sorry. song? <laughs> that was it. That yeah, was it. it. And then, and then like Fireball from Fire from uh, Pitbull comes on. And you're like, whatever. <laughs> it's not Happy Corbin's theme song. Oh, God. It actually might be. I think it's, it might as well be. <laughs> But go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. But uh, Christopher Daniels, he so he, there's two Christopher Daniels promos here uh, backstage, which I don't know why they split them up throughout the show because they're pretty much the same thing. It's pretty much like I alluded to earlier, the prophecy versus Carino's faction. Um, Daniels goes into their, to their history, like how you know it never worked out for us in WWF, but we we had that similar kind of we were in parallel basically. We went through the same stuff, so I respected you. But now you come into Ring of Honor trying to take everything that the prophecy has, because at this point, the prophecy has all the championships. So uh, Donovan Morgan, Christopher Daniels are the tag team champions. Xavier is the world champion. So in Carino, their goal is to take all the titles. So there's that innate war there that's happening. And um, so Daniels is basically here daring Carino to fire the first shot because there ha haven't actually been like physical altercations between the two. So um, 
yeah, anything stick out to you in these promos or I guess this rivalry in general? Just generic, 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 El Generico promos. It's like <laughs> El Generico promos are way better, but it's just, <laughs> you know, like, it's just I'm going to take over, you know, like like it's like basketball cliches. We're going to take it one step at a time as a team effort, you know, like it, it was tough. And then <laughs> when it tough gets going, the going gets tough. Yeah. <laughs> And it's more of just getting way too close to the camera, yeah. like getting mouth fucked by Christopher Daniels is not what I wanted when watching the show, but but any hoozle. Um shout out Allison Danger. How <laughs> do you? Sorry, she's ah. anyway. But speaking about sluts, we got the outcast killers coming out here. Uh Diablo Santiago and uh something Tortuga. They come out. Then that they're also Dunn and Marcos come out who are like the uh, James Ellsworth tag team, basically. Yep. So a bunch of jobbers come out and uh, Gary Michael Capetta, who's like the uh, I think he's the authority figure of Ring of Honor. But apparently it seems like I don't apparently Carino's group trumps all of that because they don't I don't know. Are they not under the ROH umbrella? Are they here? I don't know. There's the whole thing. But um. So what does he say? So someone from the Carino's group, this is Gary Michael Capetta saying this. He's saying that somebody from Carino's Carino's faction has demanded ring time. And uh, out comes C.W. Anderson, <laughs> who uh, we didn't get enough of earlier, I guess. And uh, C.W. Anderson's in there. It's just him versus all four of the other guys that I listed. And he's like, y'all can either leave this ring or I'll end all of your careers. And then they don't leave the ring, obviously, because they have pride. And then C.W. Anderson just fucking destroys all of these guys at once. <laughs> like, Not like to their face. Like he's facing all of them and just just destroys all of them. Tail whips them all. And uh, like he power bombs one of them. He gives the, another one a spine buster onto a pile of bodies. He's just you know, right hands. He gives one guy like a famous air into an arm bar. So C.W. Anderson is a monster, apparently, <laughs> you know. Right, throw him up, it, throw it, him up. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it was awesome. That beat down was pretty cool. <laughs> Fuck that. these guys, I guess. <laughs> I, was, I was like, exactly. <laughs> I, no more Dun and Marcos matches in Ring of Honor because you're just waiting for some, like somebody looking like I don't know. Uh, he doesn't look very intimidating. Like it's C.W. Anderson. I don't know. I mean, he's literally. I mean, he's that's it's. I guess the gimmick, but he's kmart version of arn anderson yeah <laughs> like, pretty much if like vader got left in a dryer for too long yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then his fingers got broken so he had to do something different <laughs> <It's> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then you left him out in the sun too long <laughs> yeah it really yeah it is just vader with a few wires uh tangled oh <laughs> uh, that's funny <laughs> but, but uh and then who comes out Oh man, the cult da, 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 of personality, da, da, huh? Da, 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 da. Look in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. CM Punk speaks tonight. Yes. God, fucking uh, stop Booker it. of the year. Yep. But uh, <laughs> so out comes CM Punk not to speak, but to fight. Yep. Um, because CW Anderson, he, so he destroys all these jamokes. And he's like, anybody in the back want a piece of the enforcer? Like he really he takes Arn Anderson's nickname like word for word which yeah. is like i guess that's what we're doing i guess that's the idea but was he um, carrying rick flair's bags to the, to the arena i think he was oh, actually oh, oh. it was hard to see <laughs> um <laughs> let's see uh so cm punk comes out 
And he's like, uh, hey, CW, nobody cares about you or South Carolina. And uh, I'm not impressed by you beating up four little kids, which is how he phrases these guys. I was like, okay, I guess fuck them. Yep. <laughs> and he's, uh, and then Punk's like, so I guess originally Punk was supposed to face uh, Reckless Youth. So Punk is out here and he's like, you know what? At least CW, at least you showed up, unlike some other pussy. But then commentary then says that the reason that Reckless Youth wasn't there is because he got in a terrible car accident. So I was like, oh, what? <laughs> okay. What a Fuck bitch. Yeah, but it's <laughs> pussy. <laughs> um, so yeah, now we got CM Punk versus CW Anderson. Um, the they went idea- with the TKO. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to give any more uh, acronyms to throw out there. <laughs> Um, HC Loke. Yeah, cool. there you go. There we go. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, what's the Hulk? BB Hulk. BB Hulk. BB Hulk. There it is. Um, so the whole idea here here is CW Anderson. He's like he came into Ring of Honor, but then he got fired. But then he showed up again a few months later, like against the will and interfered in somebody's match. And then Gabe was like, I hate you. Fuck you. You're out of here. And then so now CW's back again to I, I guess avenge that so now he's doesn't go with the code of honor at all uh gabe even on commentary is like i hate cw anderson he's an asshole so cw is like this this renegade but he's not really but but he's, he's apparently allowed to have a match with cm punk so cw versus cm and uh this match again is just kind of there i mean uh you have a shining wizard by punk for two cw anderson hits a super kick for two then uh, Anderson goes for a spine buster, but Punk rolls into like an awkward looking roll up for the win. Uh, CW's Anderson, CW's shoulders were like five feet off the mat, but uh, <laughs> CM Punk is to win here in kind of a whatever match. But yeah, what'd you think of uh, this little deal? Uh, I mean, I liked I liked it. Like you know, they, they did some good mat based wrestling. Like you know, I, I think uh, CW did some arm work. Like did a nice little Fujiwara arm bar throughout the match, and like yeah. CM Punk showed that he might have done a little jujitsu back in the day. Tried worked that as the Achilles lock working that 50-50 ground game against the CW. So I saw a little touches of like of like some like mixed martial arts in there. So it's like you could tell yeah. these guys can work. And then like even though it looked clunky. That spine buster into the roll-up finish was actually kind of unique. I was—I've never seen anything like yeah. that. So like, okay, I'll give him that. And then same thing—you don't like, which is really funny because you make you make a CW answer look like a killer, and then he comes up and he loses to a roll-up. So it's kind of like, okay, right. you know. I mean, I guess it wasn't horrible because it's like, like you don't really lose that much heat when you lose to a roll-up because you could just say it's a fluke. That's, but yeah, exactly. It's not like what happened earlier than the, in the event where like. HC look or excuse me, the Carnage crew look like killers, destroying TWA only to get their asses handed to him by two like two like fruitcakes. Okay, two like what? A, two what, Charlie? Oh right. Say it. <laughs> Festive. Two f- funny fellas. Funny fellas. Yeah. Who, quite frankly, are faggots. Shit. No, no, I'm, I I love her. I, I it's I all everyone. jokes. I love uh, all the fags that watch my show. But anyways, so <laughs> shout out, get your pocket. <laughs> I just dissed my whole crew. I love them too. They're like, uh, by the way, we're coming back. We're coming back. Just FYI, it's, it's like allegedly we are. We are coming back. We're we're, we're recording tonight, so you'll see. I don't oh, yeah. know. Right? Okay. I know we are. We actually record tonight. I got I got a two for tonight. So I'm just fluffing you up right now. 
like, you know what? This is the main course. I'm just got to make sure I'm ready for tonight, too. Mm, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Hey, float is low this morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the second time's always better, right? It lasts longer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> With a little extra tequila. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, I'll, 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 it's happened at the end of the show, but I guess we're talking about CM Punk, so I'll bring it up now. Okay. Uh, at the end of the show, there's a CM Punk promo. And this is setting up for uh, a legendary feud with Raven. So uh, Punk is cutting a promo and he, he announces that Raven will be at the March show for Ring of Honor, the first one. And uh, it's basically, I mean, the whole deal is CM Punk is straight edge. They're really driving that home. Raven uh, has a history of not being straight edge. So they have very, uh, you know, polar opposite lifestyles. So that's kind of the uh, the source of that animosity i guess and punk says that raven isn't an athlete and he doesn't belong in ring of honor which is ironic because cm punk isn't particularly athletic either <laughs> um but uh punk basically challenges raven to a match and then it cuts to a raven promo and uh it's just so striking when like you're watching ring of honor and you see these shitty like paul london and aj styles promos and you see someone like raven cut a promo it's like wow yeah. that's that's what a promo can be yeah. But uh, and Ravens basically he talks a lot, but he's basically saying that he's the wiser of the two and that he's in better shape than he's been in a long time and um, basically accepts the challenge, I guess. And then so I guess they'll meet in March. But, uh, yeah, what do you think of that? Cut those, those kind of two promos at the end of the show. All right. I'm going to be transparent here. And I'm just going to say I actually skipped through it. I fast forward through it because you piece of uh, shit. I know I did because after that main event, I, I was. Drained, I was yeah. I very, I was very adamant that was the last thing I'm watching, <laughs> <laughs> like, and I meant to go back to watch the promos. I fast forwarded, so I want to see if I miss it because there's a lot of time left in the in the in the um in the clip. So I was saying, all right, I'm missing something. So I went mm -hmm. back and I was gonna rewatch the promos, but I was like, I just couldn't bear go near that main event. So I mean, I'm just gonna take it take it you know at face value that it was and like same thing. I can only imagine because Raven was always like a, a good yeah. promo guy. He would always like quote the raven nevermore you know he was just that good and punk yeah. was always at least confident in his promos it sounded natural anytime he ever talked so even uh -huh. if he was like i'm sure he probably like i didn't see this promo and you're you said it yourself that um he's always bringing home the whole straight edge thing i bet he did this thing yes there's, he, yes see I, I i didn't even to watch it you know it's like you knew right. he was gonna do something like that so it's like all right you know you're so, picturing it in your mind i yeah. guarantee you it's the exact same thing and his hair is probably greasy for some reason too yes like really see there you go <laughs> like two yeah. for two i i i'll think of something else but other than that yeah it was whatever you know right so not much yeah that's that's it's honestly i mean it's not really worth going back i mean it's just it was fun to see that announced because i forgot that that's what happened yeah um the they, did tease it. they did tease it in the middle of the event. They're like, oh, yeah, there's there's going to be a big a big debut coming. You'll see it later That's tonight right. in our promos. Yeah. They did say that, and like, I just couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. I was like, fuck it. Don't know. But uh, I thought it was going to be like Curry Man or something, but it was a Raven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just anything to get you to do that dance. That's what I, I mean. mean <laughs> and then plus anything, I was also scared of watching anything involved Raven because I joked my bomb so hard the last time we, we watched a Raven anything. So did you? What, what, what were the jokes? <laughs> I see. I brought it back up, so I, I I deserve this. But I don't even remember the jokes. That's how good they were. You don't have to remember them. You had them written down. Remember? Can you just find your notes? <laughs> even that, like that's that's why that's why you just throw them in the garbage. You just go, whoop, <laughs> fallen, fat so Raven. <laughs> oh yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> that's, that's the only what I remember. the fuck was I on? 
Well, speaking of bodies, we got some delicious bodies here in Samoa Joe versus Brian Danielson. Who doggy? So uh, they're uh, first of all, before the match, they, they bring up the ranking system in this match, which is the only time they brought it up because the previous show, they brought it up every fucking match. Oh, everyone's fighting for the top five rankings uh, to, to, to fight for the Ring of Honor title. This one, they didn't bring it up really unless I missed it other than this match. Um, so I guess whoever wins moves up in the rankings. I suppose. What are your thoughts on, like in general on rankings and wrestling? It could work. I mean, AEW gave it a shot. It could work because, like, with AEW, they're kind of loose with it. Like, you know, the numbers don't mean anything. It's the context of who you beat. You know, if, yeah. so you can make it work. You know, like I like the sports-based aspect of wrestling because you still got to keep some kind of realism in it because we're still suspending our belief in mm-hmm. wrestling. You know, so we got to believe that hey, these matches matter. You know, it's like if someone wins, at least we are invested in it because we know that hey, these are gonna they're gonna be closer to a title shot or something. Mm-hmm. So so it could work. But it's 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 a slippery slope because it is scripted. Everybody knows it, so it's got to be executed really well. And like Ring of Honor had a good good, they had it going pretty well. Like it it, it was straight to the point. Stay in the top five, you're eligible for a title match. You know, yeah. you, you're out of the top five, then you gotta get your ass in there. It wrote itself, made sense, but mm-hmm. it could work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And apparently, you like go on their website and see what the rankings were, which yeah. is fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so Danielson versus Joe. It's exactly what you would expect. It's just two guys kicking the shit out of each other for however long it was, 15 minutes or so. Um, yeah, I mean, anything in particular stick out to you in this match? Just, well, first of all, commentary tried to ruin it for me because they were still trying to put over the infamous riot. <laughs> the infamous riot, yeah. Yeah, they were. They just kept saying, I can't believe it happened. I can't believe it happened. We're not going to talk about it anymore. It's two matches away. Two matches ago it happened. God damn yeah. it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's like, I don't know what to say to just this match was just awesome like same thing what you're saying the striking battle like if anyone watches pro wrestling noah this was like a pro wrestling noah slap battle like like they're just yeah. open palms slapping the living daylights to show and they were sprinkled it wasn't it didn't get like like repetitive you know they sprinkled yeah. in great wrestling in the middle of it so it was just so awesome and then like same thing like i had one little nitpick like i don't know if this here maybe you share this with me I, it bugs me when a guy Who's like just as as smaller as small as he is compared to Samoa Joe, be able to drop toe hold somebody like Samoa Joe. You know you yeah. see what I'm saying? If Samoa well, Joe's if, running at you and you're just like kind of like tripping with your legs, like right, you know, it's like like the guy that much bigger. But Joe is running, so he has that momentum. So it's kind of his weight working against him. Get, fine, I'll give them that. But it just bugged me when I saw it because it just felt if like. If we're Joe's, gonna sit here and nitpick yeah. the physics of pro wrestling, yeah. like wait, this is a That's ten true. hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know it's like an Irish whip, really. I was literally about to say that, <laughs> Irish, yeah. yeah. So okay, fine. Like like once again, like I just couldn't help myself. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm nitpicking again. Right. But, <laughs> okay. but in, be, in between that, like it was just. Oh, it was just so good. Like, I, I can't think of one, one thing that really got me like going. But like, um, I'm trying to think. Maybe you could like, like, um, you, yeah, you could yeah. interrupt me for now. And I'll think I mean, you have about. like the Samoa Joe classics. Like, we, so we watched recently the match he had with Rampage back yeah. in like 2014. Yeah. And he was doing like the classic Samoa Joe stuff in that match. But then you watch it here in 2003. It's like wow. It's like amplified by like like double like the impacts because like you would see like 
Joe is like when Brian runs at Joe in the corner and Joe does this, the slam with one arm. Yeah, he, do, he does that all the time yeah. like to this day. Mm-hmm. But he did it with such like he like drove him through the mat when he did it. Like it was brutal. Mm-hmm. And he's just like Joe stretching Brian throughout the entire match with the STFs and the single leg crabs. And which, again, is stuff you would do all throughout his career. But yeah. it was just like a, a like an element of intensity to it. Like it was like actually trying to break him in half. It was crazy that plus all the stiff strikes the slaps oh. the chops the kicks the face wash in the corner like yes yes it's just um brutal there's one point where joe he like roundhouse kicks the shit out of brian's chest and brian he like goes face down that was the eight ref- count right yeah yeah so joe's like count him he's out which is a, a beautiful layer that i enjoyed he's like he's out he ain't getting up i'm not even gonna bother pinning him but uh, I love that Brian gets up, but he, he gets up and he immediately gets Muay Thai need and striked by Joe. You have that classic Samoa Joe powerbomb into a Boston Crab STF combination. Uh, then ultimately, Joe hits a powerbomb onto Brian, another one, but he goes to pick him up again. But then this time, Brian rolls him up into a small package for the win. So. I guess there's the story here. So you have Joe, obviously, is a monster. That's like the main takeaway here. But you have the, the brute force of Samoa Joe versus the technique of Brian Danielson. And in this case, the technique outdid the power. So, um, so yeah, Brian gets the win. And they had a match at the last show, too, where Samoa Joe won. So now they're one and one. And I assume there'll be a rubber match at some point. So, uh, yeah, good shit. Good shit. I, like, I don't know about you, but uh, just, just to spoil it, it was my favorite match of the night by far. Like, yeah, it was. I mean, and judging from the match after that, it's insane a lot. You know? Right. Like, so I, I love this match. And like, I was thinking, I was just about to say, like, there's this one part that uh that popped me big was like, like really popped me like, like boner wise. Um, it was, mm. it was, there's one part where, okay, Samoa Joe does his sixth suplex, right? I forget which suplex it was, but Brian Danson kicks out of it, no sells it, and just gets up and slaps him across the face. Yeah. Like that. And I was like, good Lord, like that one like got to me. And then like after that. Like it was maybe like a couple sequences later, like Samoa Joe starts pop like throwing these Kawada kicks, just kicking him, kicking like uh, Brian Dawson in the forehead over and over again. Mm-hmm. Hits a snapmare, chops Daniel Brian Brian Dawson in the back. You know that shit had to hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Soccer kicks him right after that, and like I think that was where that's the that soccer kick that that took a uh, Brian Dawson down for the eight count. But that like right. Joe's a big combo guy. You know, he'll hit move after move after move. And, like, it's just, you can't help but be like, oh, oh, oh. And, like, it just, it just, you just sucked the crowd in. And they were, they did it, they did it like, periodically throughout the match. Mm-hmm. And, like, same thing. They told a great story where it's like, the big guy is, is getting heat on the little guy and just brutalizing, Daniel, like, Brian Danson. And then Brian Danson just starts, just hits that comeback. And you can't help but be behind him because he's naturally, you, yeah. want, you want the underdog to come back. And then great timing. And then the rollout worked for this match. Like, yeah. in a sense, like, I couldn't think of any other way to finish this match, you know? So, no, yeah. It, it made sense for sure because you had the brutality, but then you yep. have uh, – it's, it's it's a sport after all. At least that's what they're portraying here. And that, that technique by Danielson, he's able to counter at the perfect time and just to kind of sneak. It's kind of a fluky win, but it was a win nonetheless. So Yes, yes. It moves up in the rankings, which is what's important, gang. <laughs> um. But yeah, I definitely you said that was your match of the night and I definitely support uh-huh. that. Although personally, I would probably put mine at the next match. Uh, it's for the number one contendership for the Ring of Honor championship. 
Uh, it's a three-way match. It is low-key versus AJ Styles versus Paul London. Man, this is a uh, this is really I mean, this is crazy. This this match was slap city, dude. Yeah. Um, but before the match, Xavier, the Ring of Honor champion, he comes out before the match. He gets uh, because he always gets AC Slater chance because he looks like him. Uh, but finally, he has a rebuttal. So the crowd chants AC Slater at him, and then Xavier says, "Yeah, all champion." Or a champion. What did he say? Do you All remember? Champion. All champion. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> okay, I guess. But uh, then Xavier, he cuts a promo. And then I guess the whole... I guess there's a lot of internet backlash on Xavier being Ring of Honor champion because he is very, like, sports entertainer He almost is kind of like a... Sticks out like a sore thumb in Ring of Honor. Yeah. But he's... The, the, but that's the idea because he's kind of almost in a way holding the championship hostage and that's what the prophecy because he's also a part of the prophecy so it all kind of ties into that so it makes sense yeah and it really makes you want to see him lose which plays into the match that happens after this because he will also be defending the title on this show as well so right after this match so um good heat on xavier before the match but the match gets underway and right away low-key goes for like a drop kick to the outside and he just snaps the bottom rope which I don't, I don't remember if they fixed that or what. I, like, forgot about it, but they worked around it for sure. I think it just kind of I, – I don't – they must have fixed it without us noticing because it's, like, you don't see anybody really working on it, but, it, like, it, yeah. it didn't really affect anything throughout the match. Yeah, because I, 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 I made note of it, and I, but, I'm like, I read it, and I'm like, oh, shit, he did break the rope because, like, I didn't notice it throughout the rest of the show. Um, and he didn't like snap it in half. They like loosened it, the turnbuckles, and they probably just tightened something and fixed it. But, um, but that just shows the, like the intensity of this match. Cause like right away, I mean, the, the, the match starts off really quick. Everybody's the intensity is at like a max, like right from the jump. It, it feels like a real fight, this match. And that was like the, un- like my, my, my main takeaway is like, cause you compare like these kind of matches to what we see, see today. Yeah. Yeah. This match was great. And, one thing I noticed is that nobody was kicking out of anybody's finisher mm-hmm. in this match. Like it's a, it's a three way. Mm-hmm. So if somebody hits a big move, you have that third person always there to break it up. Yes. So that's that, that third person element. And it, it just made everything make sense. It tied everything together really well. Um, and the selling in this match as well was amazing. I thought, because like I said, it felt like a fight. So you have all these crazy spots that happen throughout the match. Mm-hmm. And then there's points where like everybody is just laid out. Like they're, like when they hit a move, it feels like it's out of desperation. It feels like they're drained. And it's like when they hit the move, it takes them a while to capitalize on it. So just really awesome intensity throughout this match, basically, is what I took away from this. But uh yeah, there's there's a lot of spots that happened in this match. Any in particular stick out to you? Uh there's this one spot. It was like a big bump by by uh, Paul Lundeg. I'm trying to remember how it went, but it was it was sort of like okay. Paul London was uh he was outside the ring and he's tr- trying to skin a ca- skin the cat inside the ring, mm-hmm. yes. and then like as he's trying to skin a cat inside the ring, I think like AJ grabs his legs, mm-hmm. and, like while he's inside the ring. I think that's how it worked. Yes. and then like and then and then low key just kicks London from from the outside or no from the from I can't the inside. yeah from so, the inside he kicks. Okay, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, please. No, no, sorry. So, so it was, low, it was such an awesome spot, but yeah, because I made note of it too. Because Paul London, like you said, he tried to skin the cat, so he's hanging on the on the ropes. Uh, AJ is on the outside with his feet, 
trying to pull him out. And then Loki kicks him in the back from the inside of the ring. And then when he kicks him, AJ yanks Paul London's ankles and Paul London just goes splat on the floor. It's just like, man, crazy. Oh, I love that. It was such a sick bump. And I was like, I just remember just screaming when I saw that. I was like, God, Lord, these guys are nuts. <laughs> Um, here's the one note that I thought was fucking hilarious, but like, okay, so there's like, like to go back to what you're saying after the big moves, like, you know, they did a great job of breaking up, like, like putting over the big moves by, by having someone break up the pin. There's this one part where Loki couldn't help himself instead of breaking up the pin, like, you know, just, just diving and selling the desperation. He does a Mongolian chop instead. He goes like, <laughs> yeah. like that, right? So <laughs> in my head, I'm saying one, Two and if he's still like like doing a Mongolian chop, still swing his arms around. Three and he just just hits the guy before the, the before the, like you know basically he's wasting his time flailing his hands in the air when you're trying to desperately. No, no, like, it adds you know, power. You got it's like a windmill. I get it, but I just laugh my ass off. If one day he does it for way too long and the three count goes down before he finishes that fucking chop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shucks! <laughs> and he's like the ref's like it's over, <laughs> and he's still <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I was breaking it up. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, I guess, well, other like uh, another spot that I liked too was like, all right, Apollo's holding up low key, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and then he's just holding low key up, and like I guess like a heart attack sort of like position, you mm-hmm. know, trying to say. And then like, yeah. and then AJ Styles does a quebrada. Does a, does a moonsault mid, uh, into the ring, and he and then he as he's doing a quebrada, holds on to Loki and does a DDT. Yeah, yeah, and then like it's like spots like that. It was like there was like clever spots with like they they three great workers do some crazy shit like that. And then the uh, oh, you know what? There's one last spot. I maybe do you remember this one? Where like it was it was towards the end of the match. Mm-hmm. Like AJ Styles is going to do a Styles Clash from the top rope, right? But instead oh, yes, of hitting yes. the Styles Clash, Loki sits up, and he does a Hurricanrana onto AJ off the top rope. But as AJ is getting flipped off the top rope, Paul Under catches him in midair, hits him with a powerbomb into a cover, and then, and then like, you know, of course, it's a huge spot, and Loki breaks up the two count just in time. Doesn't Mongolian mm-hmm. chops it. He just dives in there and hits it. <laughs> and, then like, you know, and it was such a good... Uh, that was probably the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, move, 100%. I would say. Yep. Because that was, I mean, I don't know if that had happened. Like, that was a spot that people did before then. Uh, that's the earliest that I've ever seen it in 2003. Because I remember, you know who also did that? It's kind of an obscure one. It was a triple threat match uh, in WWE. It was CM Punk versus Miz versus John Morrison. And this is from, like, WWE ECW. It was on a pay-per-view. And I think it was, like, Morrison did the hurt the Rana onto Punk. And then Punk went into Miz, and Miz hit the powerbomb. That was the first time okay. I ever saw it. And that was in like 2007 or something. So to see it here in 2003, I was like, man, that was really ahead of its time. It's surreal, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, like, I wouldn't say surreal, but like that's kind of that kind of uh, just remind me like that that kind of uh, the main event. I was just saying it right now. The in the main event, <laughs> like speaking of like ROH doing doing moves before anybody else, Quiet Storm. Yes. Yeah, you know what yes. I'm about to say. Yep. Quiet Storm hit, hit a fucking Canadian destroyer. I'm like, so is it, is he the the originator? This yeah. dicky looking like kindergartens like looking motherfucker. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Quiet Storm. Watch watch this podcast. I'm, Storm Cradle Driver. Right? I don't know, but don't worry. We'll we'll get into more Quiet Storm later. Yeah. 
But yeah, I was I was fortunate enough to talk to Monster Mac a few episodes ago. Yeah, he, yeah, I caught that. That's fucking cool. That was a good get. That's awesome. No, yeah, that was a great time. But he actually he did bring that up. That Quiet Storm was the one that um, I don't know if he invented it, but he definitely was doing it before uh, it was popular on TNA. So maybe we'll get that match one day. Quiet Storm versus Petey Williams to see who's the true Canadian destroyer. But. If it happens in AEW, though, you, you may have to take a few <laughs> shots for each Canadian destroyer. <laughs> It's just 20 minutes of nothing but Canadian destroyers, which is, you know. It'll be like a game of Rochambeau, you know. It's like, see, he's like, all right, you get up now. And, then, and then now, you, now you take the Canadian destroyer. You're still good? All right, your turn. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing Adam Cole in there. Oh, my God. And he'd be like, every time someone kicks out of his, his Canadian destroyer. Every time. Every single time they kick out. Uh, but he's like, oh, what? But I digress. But. Yeah, so basically, amazing match between all three of these guys. Uh, yep. The finish was great, too. So you have um, uh, Loki hits the key crusher onto AJ from the second rope. So he hits it, but Loki is, like, too drained to capitalize. So you have AJ laid out after taking this key crusher. Paul London comes up from the top rope with a shooting star press onto AJ, and that gives him the win. So Paul London sneaks the win here. Um, so he's, uh, but all these guys are drains. Uh, I mean, nothing really else we could say about this match. It was, it was awesome. Yep. Agreed. Probably like of all the matches I've seen, like throughout 2002 and so far in 2003, this, this might be the top. I mean, definitely top three for sure. But, um, so you have this crazy ass match. I mean, it's probably like 20 minutes of just nonstop action, crazy bumps. And then, um, commentary is really driving home the point where it's like, oh, Paul London, he he's so tired, man. If he were to have a match right now, he, he would have no chance. I bet. Good thing he gets a break after this, because I guess it was supposed to be the scramble after this, and then the ROH title match. Commentators, oh yeah, go, don't worry. Uh, Paul London's definitely gonna get a breather after that match because he's very tired after that long match. He he needs a breather. He's tired. But then that damn Xavier takes his pants off to uh, reveal his tights, so he's ready to fight now. So Xavier. Is like uh, the only way you get a chance at this title is if you fight me right now. Which, like, by the way, what? Where does he get the authority to dictate that? But that's a whole other story. Um, so well, I guess his commentary puts it over like the prophecy. They have all the titles, so they have all the power. Which, whatever. Um, so the match, uh, Allison Danger of the Prophecy, who's out there with Xavier, she uh, distracts Paul London which allows Xavier to attack him from behind and the match just gets underway. So now Paul London has just been through this crazy match and now he's immediately getting his title match against Xavier. And, um, which I guess, cause so the prophecy, right? So Daniels and Donovan Morgan are not there. Um, Smojo is no longer a part of it. So it's really just Xavier and Allison danger. So I guess this is a way of giving Xavier that advantage, which makes sense, but yeah. Um, the match is kind of going underway. And then out comes Mickey James to attack Alice in Danger because they've had beef uh, throughout the past year or so because they're like the only women in Ring of Honor. So they've been fighting each other a lot. Um, and then uh, there's one point where uh, Paul London, he's in the ring. He finally is. He's coming back after getting beat down by Xavier. He runs at Xavier and Xavier just tosses him over the top rope, sending him through the table that's ringside which made it like a brutal sound as like TVs and sh- pots and pans on it. I don't know what they're on it, but it made a crash, crash sound. Um, 
So Xavier beats on him on the outside. Um, they get back in the ring. Eventually, Paul London starts to fight back. Um, London, he gives him Xavier like a like a world's strongest slam kind of power slam. But he's like so drained that it's almost like he just falls and lays Xavier out. Uh, Paul London goes to the top rope. He, he's going to go for the shooting star press. But Xavier rolls out before he can hit it. But London just hits a crossbody to the outside onto Xavier, which was crazy because um, it was so far away and he jumped so high. Like Paul London is able to make everything look awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul London rolls him into the ring. He hits a springboard moonsault for a two count. Uh, at some point, Allison, this is the part where Allison Danger just starts getting annihilated. So Allison Danger, she she accidentally trips up Xavier in the ring. Um, I hate which allowed, spot, by the way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I thought it was Paul London. Like, yes. are, you, are you fast, Eddie? <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know. Like, Paul London clearly reversed that Irish whip. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, to me, it just clearly looked like she's clearly looked at Xero waiting for him to come in and just strips his ass. I was like, <laughs> no, Elson. <laughs> that's only, it's only the beginning of the, anyway, the timing going, issues in this going. match. I'm sorry. Because, yeah, that's 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 the the tip of the iceberg as far as like the weird botchy kind of stuff. But uh, London, he drop kicks Xavier to the outside and uh, (laughs) London goes for a planche over the top rope. But Xavier pulls Allison Danger in front of him and London just goes crashing into Allison, takes her out. And then (laughs) so Allison's like on the ground. Paul London's like checking on her and make sure she's she's okay. Xavier comes from out of frame to try to spear Paul London, but spears <laughs> Allison Danger into the barricade, which it didn't even come close to Paul London, but it just gets destroyed. Allison Danger does. Um, so why bring out Mickey James if you're gonna have Allison Danger get her ass beat horribly? Anyway? And, and the Mickey James element, like I get you want to get her on the show, I guess, yeah, but like I mean, it really didn't factor into the match at all. Um, but yeah, so so. <laughs> Xavier, he's you know he's all befuddled because he didn't mean to spear Alice in danger. Uh, London hits a moonsault off the barricade onto Xavier, throws him in the ring, hits his hammerlock DDT, which is like kind of his finisher at this point, but only gets a two count. Uh, Paul London goes for the shooting star press, hits it, makes the pin one, two. Then uh, Alice in danger pulls out Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> so. A little one late. Thousand. Yeah. Two one thousand. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was a little rough. But so Xavier gets pulled out. I don't know why it's not a DQ. Um. But uh, at this point, Mickey James comes back out and beats the shit out of Allison Danger again. That's pretty cool. Then uh, Xavier hits the kiss your ex goodbye, followed by the four fifty splash from the top rope. And then London kicks out, which is another huge reaction because I was like, oh, man, this this feels like definitely it's going to be the finish. But uh, London kicks out, especially after the previous match London went through. It's crazy that he's still kicking out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, London uh, London actually rolls up Xavier into like a small package, which gets a close two count. And then Xavier or no, he doesn't. No, yeah, he does, because London rolls up Xavier and then Xavier reverses into a roll up of his own, holds the tights right in front of the referee uh, for the win. So Xavier gets the win with a roll up holding the tights. It, it was fun. I mean, the energy of this match, I, I feel like everybody wanted Paul London to win. Everyone was firmly behind Paul London. 
I feel like everybody thought this was his moment. So like the emotion into it, I thought was was really good. A few hiccups along the way, but ultimately I thought it was it was pretty fun. Like the, when uh, Xavier dove onto was it Xavier? No, Poland. When Poland dove onto Alice in Danger, yeah, that added two Meltzer stars to my ranking to this match. <laughs> that, yeah, that shit was so funny to me. I was like, why? <laughs> but like, you you hit the nail on the head on all those all those points because uh, I was gonna say the same thing. It was pretty botchy. This is where I I wanted to give uh, credit to uh, the the announcing team because they actually helped me in this match because like like after paul london uh got hit by with that 450 even the the announcers are like they're just aggravated at this point they're like you know what an effort by paul london this is amazing how did and then he kicked out of the 450 and like that added to my you know to me thinking that this match is over because even the even the commentary is like this is over screw this you know and they were yeah. like they sound legit mad you know so i was like pretty right. so they helped me there you know but like i will this match i didn't want to like it because it's like Xavier match, <laughs> but I, I did you. because it was like just that drama, like that energy, like you said, with like the audience. Because like you know, you can't help but think that there's no way in hell that you know, like that Paulina could, could still be doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it's like it, it created that uh sympathy that you, you just wanted London to just win that title, and then just to on top of it to have the heel win it with a roll up. He had to lose. I mean, he had to cheat to beat a guy who just went through one of the craziest three-way matches you've seen in a, a, of all time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it was. I liked it. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those. You know, one of those things where you don't admit, you don't want to admit that you liked it, but you like it. Like you know, you're a like closet any, Xavier fan. Like, yep, and like you know, Backstreet Boys, and mm. you know, I like, I like, um, what's it, Jason Aldean, and um, Jason Aldean. I just, I'm trying. <laughs> So next match was a uh, is he great still match. alive? I've never heard of, I haven't heard Jason Aldean in a while. I um, sure hope he is. Rest in piss. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm noticing there's a lot of fucking roll ups in this show. So you had it that was. one. Yeah. You had Joe and Brian. You had CM CM versus CW. I mean, geez, roll ups. More like ROH one year roll up anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> next match. So we got um <laughs> the oh god. Actually, maybe we just don't talk about this one. Yeah, I don't know what to say. All about right, so get your podcast. No, um, so <laughs> go ahead, dude. I yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna list what this match is, and people listening will understand. Yes. The issue. So it's it's a it's a ten on seven <laughs> handicap scramble match. What's what's up, Charlie? You got no, problems? Just, no, go go. That's ten on seven right away. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Oh, it's funny because you know, just to bring up Monster Mac again, because I like when I initially reached out to him because mm-hmm. we, we we talked about Final Battle 02 and I was mm-hmm. like, would you like to come on and talk about some old Ring of Honor? And he specifically said, yeah, everything outside of the one year anniversary show is, is good memories. <laughs> so <laughs> I was very excited to see this match. But so <clears throat> once once again, 10 on seven handicap scramble match. So we have on one team, Mafia and Monster Mac, the hit squad, uh, Chris Devine, Quiet Storm, Mikey Whipwreck, Joel Maximo, Jose Maximo. Then they're facing a special K. <laughs> now, without looking at any notes, how many members of special K can you uh, name? Are we, are we trying this for real? 
Yes. Okay, let's let's have fun with this. Okay. Hydra, Slim J, Deranged. Oh fucking shit! Damn, I should be able. Oh god. I I I could do this. I used to be able to do this. Hydra, Slim J. Fuck it. I don't need. It's not even worth it, dude. <laughs> I don't. I I maybe maybe on another on a good day, but. Mm-hmm. Jody Fleisch. Uh, there you go. Uh, what's the name? Slugger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian XL. There you uh, go. Six. That's it. I'm I'm tapped out. Uh, so we got Izzy. Oh, Di- fuck. Okay. Dixie. Yep, yep. Wait, is Dixie? Yeah, Dixie. Izzy and Dixie. Uh, Angel Dust. Yep. Yayo. Yep. I think that's it, right? Yep. And yeah. That, that, that's the 10. I remember on a previous podcast, you and I were talking, and I was telling about like how much I love this group. Because they were mm-hmm. just like fucking hilarious, so I don't know if yeah. you're, like is this your first time seeing these guys or no? No, I mean they've appeared on pretty much every okay. show. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're. I don't know, man. I mean they, I guess that their gimmick, they do they do it well. I mean, well, do they? Yeah. Because they like they, they so. do drugs. They're like, yeah. oh, I'm so I've done so many marijuanas, right? So, um, but and then you have Big Bad Slugger, the big dude. Um, so it was quite, and you have Jay Lethal out there, like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, that was a good one. But, uh, yeah, so this match, and one thing about this match, I know we're talking a lot about the commentary on this show, but it was just funny how checked out commentary was in this match, because they, they literally set the scene. They're like, look, this isn't going to be, uh, there's not going to be storytelling here. It's just going to be a bunch of spots. Like, that's word for word what they said, basically. Um, and there was a bunch of points in this match. It was like, um... It was like, oh, I guess we got some comedy in this in this match. Like somebody tickled Mafia. It was like, oh, this guy's there's some little comedy in this match. And then they would, a lot of this match commentary was just like uh, plugging future shows. They're like <laughs> listing uh, the cards for future shows. They were just rant, you know, listing off uh, people that have appeared on previous Ring of Honor shows because it's the one year anniversary. So they're kind of recapping the previous year. And they, they literally list like everybody that's appeared in Ring of Honor in the past year. So they're not even like paying attention to this match. Just kind of rambling, but um, that, that's what I was getting at from the beginning. Like when I said that, I really like commentary because I think this, it was this match that made me love commentary. Yeah, they were, they were cracking <laughs> up the fuck up the whole the whole time, and that was the only way I was able to get through this match. Even though I, I right. kind of checked out, I, I think I was like probably like figuring out what to do the like the rest of my night after that because like they did like you said they buried the match right from the beginning so i love that yeah. part like <laughs> i like the <laughs> i like the, the the little quips are like if you're looking for drugs go to ringside because there's plenty of it <laughs> <laughs> then, but go ahead i'm sorry that's no you're good i mean this match oh it wasn't as bad as i thought it would be I mean, it's it's 17 people in a match. Like, how is it going to be at all good? There were some fun spots in this, yes. um, but there were also a lot of, of course, how could there not be timing issues and kind of, you know, little hiccups along the way. But, like, yes. it's just a bad idea to have this match, ultimately. Um, you got, like, uh, I mean, what happens here? You have uh, Mikey. Why is Mikey Whipwreck here, first of all? The heel so, turn is my favorite part of this match. Oh my god! <laughs> the heel turn, <laughs> like why? <laughs> why nobody? At, we have first of what all. What just happened? <laughs> so we have to remind the audience. So earlier in the show, we saw fucking C.W. Anderson just destroy everybody. Now we have Mikey Whipwreck literally just taking out seven people at once, like with the stuff. So there's a point. <laughs> So Mikey Whipwreck gets tagged in, right? Because he's on the babyface side. Crowd goes nuts. Ah, it's Mikey Whipwreck. I think he's a New York guy, right? 
the hometown guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the crowd is all for it. And then at some point, Mikey Whipwreck, he just takes out one of his teammates. I forget who it was. And then he gives everybody on his team a stunner. Or uh, what does he call it? The whip... Uh, Whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. Yep. Everybody, like, one by one. It's like it's a fucking karate movie. Everyone's, like, attacking them one by one, and they're all getting stunners by Mikey fucking Whipwreck in 2003. So, like... And then Mikey, I think he leaves after this. Is like, so coming out of this show, the two monsters in Ring of Honor are C.W. Anderson and Mikey Whipwreck. So, okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, what other spots here? You have... Uh, you have uh, DHS throwing guys around, which is probably my, the, the bright spots of the match. We're yeah. seeing Mac and Mafia just shit on these guys. They did like an over the head belly, the belly suplex that nearly yeah. killed Derange into the into the turnbuckle. Yes, I, I, that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is funny watching the beginning. Everyone's on the apron, and it's like, okay, we're tagging each other, right? Because this is gonna carry through the entire match. But of course, it's it's a scramble match, so it breaks down eventually. Everyone's fighting. There's one point where like nobody's even in the ring. Everybody's just fighting around the ring. Commentary is even like if there's like at all any like pause in the action. Commentary is like there's 96 guys out there. How is there nothing going on right now? It's further <laughs> burying this match. Um, but yeah, at some point, everyone's just taking turns doing dives to the outside. There's uh there's two different tree of woe spots. Oh, or yeah. somebody will be in the tree of woe in the corner and that everybody will take turns doing drop kicks. I think the both baby faces and heels do this. Um, Mafia hits a sick cannonball on one of the guys. Uh, what's sorry, what's happening here? So a slugger. <laughs> so slugger gets in. Trinity, by the way, is with the baby faces. She's with a uh, special or uh, SAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trinity gets in the ring at some point, but slugger just gives her a body bag, which is the, the slam that he does. I think it's the only thing he did in this match. Now that I'm thinking about it. it. Just kicks the shit out of Trinity. Um, Way to collect a paycheck. I guess. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> uh, Special K at some point, they beat down on Quiet Storm. Again, they do the drop kicks in the corner one by one. Uh, Quiet Storm, like you mentioned, busted out the Canadian Destroyer, which is funny because like all this chaos is going on. It almost didn't even get a reaction because it's like, yeah. oh, man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's like the crowd didn't even notice it. Um, <laughs> what do you think about the Tower of Doom spot? Whoa, that was just an injury waiting to happen. I was yeah. laughing. I had to watch this one because I had to see if they could already hit this. <laughs> like, this is the stupidest move in the history of fucking move. Like, if yeah. you see a Tower of Doom with three people or five people, where you got it with, like, 17, it's like, what the fuck? Go ahead, I'll let you. No, no, I was, it's just like, this is one of those things you just got to embrace the stupidity of it. You can't at all be watching this like oh is this a real fight it's like oh it's fun um but like you said it's it's 17 people who are you got people on the corner and then you got people lining up on each of the ropes on either side of it and then it's like a big the one tower which credit to them it's got to be hard as hell to organize but it looks Uh as good as i feel like it could have yes um but uh in the match it it, for there's like a period like in the middle where it's just kind of mindless like nothing's really happening um, but then everyone pretty much hits their finishers towards the end. You got Jody Fleisch hitting his 720 springboard DDT onto somebody. Fucking amazing. Awesome. You got Joel Maximo hitting rolling pile drivers, kind of similar to what Jay Briscoe did earlier. Um, yeah, Mafia hits this crazy ass muscle buster, but he sits straight down. So the guy just goes neck first into his shoulders. Um, 
You got a, a Springboard 450 by Izzy, a Rikishi Driver by Monster Mac. Uh, SAT hits the Spanish Fly onto Izzy, and they make the pin, but the pin gets broken up. But ultimately, Mafia hits a burning hammer off the second rope <laughs> onto Deranged, and that gives them the win. The win. So uh, the, the 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 seven beats the ten here. Thoughts? Upset. But uh, <laughs> bracket uh, buster, bracket buster. But with you like listing every single spot, like you know, like the 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 rolling pile drivers and the like, like it sounded like a one 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 on one match in AEW. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. It's... Another kick out, ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Fuck your Excalibur. <laughs> um, it, it, this match was like I couldn't bear watching anymore because it was like it was just too much you know it's like it's just i was like it's still going on when is this match gonna end i can't take it anymore but like once again like commentary they're they're great at it like Uh they're they're, they're, they're flat out said why is anyone tagging in this match just jump in yeah just run into the match stop tagging in they were saying it not me and like like, there's a there's a part of this match too that i I wanted to bring up was like i don't know if you saw this but anytime the ref would would circle the the ring as two guys are going at it special k kept taking swipes at the refs i don't know if you noticed that they they kept trying to punch the ref the whole fucking beat of the match anybody that moves exactly why are they sticking swings at the ref like what is going on here (laughs) so it's like um, they're drug addicts yeah that's you understand they don't know who they're fighting like this match look i'll give them credit some of the spots were amazing Mm-hmm. And like, there's actually some people in this match. That I, I, uh, I, I came out wanting to see. Well, actually, like, like, uh, Ring of Iron does wind up, uh, highlighting Joey Fleisch more. You know, he's based out of UK. Yeah. Like, so you'll see more of him later on. And like, of course, obviously, like, uh, Jay Lethal starts becoming a thing soon. And right. like, uh, Slim J is actually a guy that uh, I liked a lot. Like, what? Like, I think they mentioned he was part of SW uh, NWA Wildside. But like, mm-hmm. he was he's like a a gift machine. If you could just look him up into all the crazy moves he's done, Slim J was actually pretty good. So yeah. some of these guys were really talented people, and then it showed in this match. You, you got these like insane dives, and these guys, these guys obviously worked really hard, and they knew they were in a main event spot, and they yeah. knew the pressure of having 17 people. You got to do something wild to, to stand out. So right. they were killing each other. But still, to me, unforgivable. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. The burning ha- hammer from the top rope, though, I popped. I was sitting there like, even like Kobosh- yeah. Kobashi's like rolling in his grave and he's still alive. So, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. There, there were some good parts of this match. You had yeah. the weird Mikey Whipwreck heel turn in the middle yeah, of it, which is a little it? unnecessary. But uh, he got like, I think it was deranged at the beginning. He like takes his shirt off and he's having like a test of strength with Mafia. Like, there's yeah, that was pretty funny. elements uh, of charisma from these guys that yeah. I, I did enjoy too. Um, but ultimately, I mean, they set them, they set themselves up for, uh, you can't really have a cohesive match with 17 people, but I guess, you know, it's just meant to be like, yeah, let's just see how ridiculous we can get. And then once we reach that limit, we'll stop doing it. I think this is that limit, hopefully at least, um, it's just crazy looking at all the names in this match and it's fucking hydro that ends up being like <laughs> the biggest name out of this. He's yeah. like a Mount Rushmore guy in ring of honor at this point. So like, yeah. um, but yeah, so that happened, I guess. Um, but yeah, and then you have uh, afterwards, there's some promos. You have the Daniels promo, which you talked about, the, the uh, Punk and Raven stuff. 
then the show comes to a close. There's a, a cake that has a happy one year anniversary on it. And I think it's Rob Feinstein gets a cake to the face. And then, uh, yeah, and then that, that Bob's your uncle. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Any other. Uh, so that brings a one year anniversary to a close. Any other thoughts that uh, we didn't cover or overall thoughts? How could you not cover? That's just so much shit that happened, you know. There's four, yeah. four hours later. <laughs> I mean, no. thirty minutes is probably dedicated to flashbacks from previous shows. So. To be fair, to be fair, but no, it was it was actually a really good event. Like highlighted by must must watch for me is Brian Danson, Samoa Joe, that that yeah. three way of AJ London, Loki. How can you you know how can you not want to see that? And then like and then all the assholery on the side was just like. Even though it's crazy, like the riot, the riot was worth watching too. Mm-hmm. If you have any motion sickness issues, do not watch it because you will be throwing <laughs> up. But then that, like, I'm glad, like, I've seen this, I saw this event before, but it was like so long ago. Mm-hmm. So like, it was like it was like watching it the first time again. So I, I it was great, and like, I want to thank you for uh, asking me to watch it and review this with you because it's it's a good course, time, man. It's a good time. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, like you said, it had a lot of good matches. There, there, we <laughs> shit on that scramble match, but there's like. Three or four other like match of the year candidates on this show. So like Jay versus Mark, go out of your way, watch that one for sure. That's on YouTube for free too, by the way. So there you go. Um, but yeah, and then like a coupled with just the great the the new arena, the uh, the Elks Lodge, it had a great feel to it. So the Queens are back in Queens, baby. Do it. Fucking god, hell. There you go. Yes. I have That's to all click. I, I, don't, I don't have like a physical soundboard. I have to do clicks and clacks to get there. Um, <laughs> but if you listening listeners, if you enjoy that kind of comedy, you can check out <laughs> the get show podcast, which allegedly is returning. I mean, this will be out in a few weeks, so maybe you would already be back by now. But uh, yeah, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you and the get show boys and listen to you guys. You can find us on Get Your Podcast. We're at Get Your Podcast on Twitter. I am Charity Charity Be Bad on Twitter. I don't know why, but uh, that's that's my name. As a as a Johnny Be Bad. Anybody knows Johnny Be Bad as a tribute to him. He's like mm-hmm. one of those guys who went all out for his gimmick. So you know you gotta respect that. So that's why I'm all about that. Charity that's Be Bad. You, that's, my- that's where you are in my phone, by the way. Charity Be Bad. <laughs> I really need to change that, but nope. if it, if you guys can remember that, that's where I'm at. And the same thing though, yeah. Get your podcast is coming back. I hope you guys enjoy. Like, and as the time that you guys listen to us, we would have been back by then. And it was still doing our silly shit. Like, you will see, know what I mean? Just by from our tweets, all, all we we liked having fun. That's what wrestling should be fun. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming back on. Talk about some Ring of Honor. Gotcha. Um, Anytime, it's always a dude. pleasure. Any 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 final thoughts to leave the audience with? Uh, I I also have a comedy show, so if you ever want to, like chuckle just a little bit, you could always find. No, I don't. <laughs> what's what, what's what what's your favorite joke? Like a knock knock joke or anything? Uh, what's what's I got a good dirty joke. Yeah, a white horse fell in the mud. Why's that? Oh, cause cause the, the ring the, of honor. This is the this is the spot right here. I'm, I got no good jokes. I'm really sorry. I can't like you can't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> I got nothing. Please cut out the end of this. <laughs> once again, thank you to Charlie from the Get Show podcast for joining me once again 
Always a hilarious time with Charlie. Loved having him on. Always love having him on. Uh, go check out the Get Show podcast. Like I said, wherever you listen to podcasts, all their info in the description. Uh, apronbump.com for all my full episodes. You can find my merch. You can find my uh, my YouTubes there, all my social medias. Uh, you know, my my Omegles up there. Every Everything you need for the Apron Bump is right there. So uh, check that out. And yeah, that's about all Daddy has for you today. Um, what do you, what do you guys think about my bat, my, my new background, huh? I'm in a, uh, I'm in, I'm in a new, new house. So, uh, I'm, I'm working on, I got a little terramana, a little terramana on the, it's, it's very much a work in progress. Uh, but got some books that I allegedly read, got some DVDs that, uh, I watched maybe 15 years ago because I haven't bought a fucking DVD since 2008. But, um, yeah, we're working on it. I got to put my kendo sticks up there, uh, put them up my ass and then we're, uh, we're ready. We're rolling. So, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Big smooches all around. Let me tickle your chin there. I'm hard. Yeah.